Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. KVJ. Today it's going to be challenged, and so will a member of the show by Jay Bird. Looking forward to that coming up about 7:30 this morning. So Jay Bird always has something of a pizza nature on on Wednesdays. <laughs> World Record Wednesday, yes. I, I always will wear. I try to wear my pizza onesie. Mm-hmm. I need a couple new ones. It's weird that the whole pizza costume world is has not caught up with hasn't caught up with other costumes. Let's just say that. Okay. Even with suits. And ties and all that. I'm not saying there's not product out there, mm-hmm. but not like you would think. Deficient, huh? Yes. Maybe this could be your thing where you fill the void in the market. I've got so many pizza ideas. That's what being an <laughs> entrepreneur is all about. You see a hole in the market and then you fill it. All you need is a seamstress to make your dreams come true. Yeah, if I could go full on pizza with every piece of item... I would do that. Okay. Every single day. Every, come everything with, you'd wear would be oh, pizza. Every day come with a pizza blazer. When you change your name to Jason, Jason Pizza Pennington officially. And it's I'm, happening. It might be your thing. <laughs> that I, might be your future. Oh, if you don't think I'm trying to take the pizza market by storm, yeah. I, I, I'm making my moves this year. I can yeah. see like a line for girls of pizza panties. That'd be oh, adorable. That does exist. I yeah. have done the research. <laughs> that, that hole's already been filled. He already owns okay. four pair. And funny enough, that's the one they have the most of. Isn't that weird? Yeah, Funny enough, figure, he's, huh? he's wearing them right now. Yes. Go figure. <laughs> They're a little tight. <laughs> All right, well, if you'd like to see uh, Jaybird's pizza outfit and World Record Wednesday, easy thing to do. Just dial up the KBJ Show right now on KBJ TV. You can go to YouTube and do that. Just search for the KBJ Show or go to kbjshow.tv. What are you thinking about? What, what are you thinking about? What's on your mind? What are you thinking about? What, what are you thinking about? What are you thinking about today, Jaybird? I really cut down my delivery with Uber Eats and all that stuff because we are always gamming on the microphone saying how expensive it is. So I try to do it when you, you, you kind of have to do it. So me and Denny are working on some stuff for KVJ and we're in the studio. So if you have to go out, that, that takes away time. So you order the Uber Eats. So, so my man loves Penny Ala Vodka. Loves it. It's his favorite dish, I believe. Right, Denny's your favorite Italian dish? Uh, so I order him 
the big boy style. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, he deserves it. He earned it. <laughs> I got to take care of my hungry guy. <laughs> so we get the we, we get the food. Of course, it's late. And oh. the, the the this this dish was $25. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. So we're, we're expecting this big old ala vodka dish. Comes two pizza boxes, and it, they didn't give them a dish. They took a pizza and put ala vodka on top of the pizza. What? Yes. Instead, So it was a $25 pizza with ala vodka on top of it. We're both kind of confused. They are. This is going to suck. We ate it. Happy accident. It was amazing. <laughs> really? So I wanted to be mad because yeah. they got the order wrong. But it was good. It worked out in the end. <laughs> I will say, though, $25 pizza, it's a little steep. That is steep. That, yeah. th- that ain't right. That's gourmet pie pricing. And I'm going, okay, it's good, but is it $25 good? I don't know if there's a pizza out there that's $25 good. Not when you're looking at a Little Caesars you could do for five, and there's a lot of ranges of pizzas all the way in between that seem to be a lot cheaper. Little Caesars is pretty pretty rough, though, at times. it's it, it, You get what you pay for? Well, you have to get it at the right kind of store. If, if, the, if the Little Caesars store, they do it right, you're going to get your better pizzas there. I mean, you've had Little Caesars right off... Right when it's warm. You gotta have it fresh. You gotta have it fresh, and not every store is gonna take their ingredients seriously, Kev. Okay, so you have to have the right Little Caesars, and you have to eat it within two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and the right store. Okay. Well, <laughs> a lot of things go into that. Well, there is, there's a hierarchy of those types of pizza, with your Pizza Huts and your Papa John's. Out of those, who would you hold at the number one spot? Where you, you take probably the most serious out of the delivery guys? Yes, out of all of those. Your Papa John's. Your, I'll, I'll even throw in a Little Caesars in there. For me, I love Domino's because I love the pan, and I love that I can customize it. I do a white sauce, the Parmesan garlic sauce, and I add extra cheese. I add sausage, and I add spinach, and it's so thick. It's just like the most delicious booty, just thick oh, man. filling. Uh, I like hmm. when the witch talks about pizza. I yeah. can relate to her. She's into it. You got her in your game. I'm in a custom pie. I love a custom pie. Are the Ralstons, is, is that their number one? For, and we're talking about the fast food of pizza. Mm-hmm. Is it Domino's? Cannon likes Domino's a lot. That's the one that he goes for. And when I've had it, the flat uh, crust that they have, that thin crust, I love that thing. I think it's great. Domino's would probably be my top end. When we, whenever we do delivery, we do that. Now we'll, when we're out a good bit, we'll we'll hit up Blaze or Cucina or something like that. That's our other pizza spot. To me, yeah, it's a little classier. We're we're, we're, we're dating a different kind of woman there. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it, it's a step above. We're gonna if we're gonna do the pizza route. We like to go uh, all in, baby. To me, the hottest girl on the planet is always your mom and pop place that 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 makes the best pizza in your area. To me, that will always be the best style of pizza. No. Okay. But sometimes they don't deliver. And sometimes you just want it quick at your house in 30 minutes or less. Well, the hot girl knows she doesn't have to work that hard. Right. They know they don't have to deliver all the time. She's sexy, so she makes you work for it. You're right. That was fun, guys. Thank you for, for doing that with me. Aw, you're adorable in your little pizza outfit and your pizza panties. What you got on your mind today, Virginia? 
Well, on my mind today was the easiest car buying transaction of my life. Do you know you can buy a car now and sign everything on your phone, on your email, and not even have to sit in the car dealer? No. Everything's really easy. No, Kevin. Kevin? Everything is so easy these days, which I don't think is a good thing. The guys from Classic Cars of Palm Beach that I do commercials for, Uh that I got my car from yesterday, Mm -hmm. they sold my car, and then I've been trying to figure out what I wanted for the past couple of days. It took me longer than them, and I finally figured it out yesterday. They said, okay, we're going to send you an email. You sign everything on your email, and then just come in and switch out the plates, and you're done. I was like, what? That's pretty cool. That was it. Yeah. It was so fast, under 20 minutes, and it was probably 20 minutes because Rocco was playing around and messing around and kept me there longer than I needed to be. I might have been able to do it in 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. That's one of my least favorite things to do is look for a car. I bought a truck, I kid you not, I bought it in four minutes. I go, air's working, it looks shiny, okay, got a radio, okay, I'll take it. You picked it out in four minutes. Yes. But normally they keep you there and make you sign like 80,000 things and I sign a lot of things that are never... my favor, I've noticed. <laughs> Most things I sign usually hurt me. Yeah. If you're signing something, you're about to get screwed. Yes. <laughs> no. No, I just couldn't believe how easy it was. And so I went through it, and now I know they are not lying when they say in and out in under an hour. For cars, I get you want that to be easy and quick, but is it really a great thing that we get everything so quick and on the fly, or so quick with, with, with just one button? Does that help people or does it hurt them? It helps me because I'm busy. I've got a lot going on. I don't have two hours to sit and be shuffled around. There's a fine line. Getting through unnecessary junk is good, but so many people, they wind up making that impulsive buy, and it's really bad for that. If you are... Let's say having a couple cocktails and you're like going, yeah, I hate my car. And your buddy's like going, hey, man, let's go check it out a new one. And you just like on the way there, you see it and you're like going, yeah, bye. And like, hey, we just pull right in. All right, I signed for it. Let's hop into the new car. And then it breaks down a mile later. You're describing the birth of my dinosaur garden. Okay. <laughs> one button, one dinosaur it started yeah, off with. That's one, it. 1230 at night with Bigfoot and twigs from the snack pack. That's how it Couple goes. drinks and then two months later. That's how it goes. <laughs> it is, yeah. man. It's so easy to get anything these days. Yeah, it is. Well, what I got on my mind here today, this sounds right. They say people know whether or not they're going to like a song within the first few seconds. I'd say that is pretty much right for me. I can hear a song, I would say within about five seconds. I can tell you if I'm going to probably like this song or not. Now, it may change every now and then, but for the most part, I would say 90% of the time that is the case. They say the length of a clip did not alter a person's preference. They found as the song went on, it didn't change how they felt about the song. So typically, you can in just a few seconds, you can be like going, I like it, and it usually, or I don't like it, and it's not going to change. I think there's definitely some truth to that. And you're right. Every now and then, you can hear a song you don't like that that much, and then it, it plays and plays, and you might develop a like for yes. it. That can happen. I'd some... say that's 10% of I the agree. songs I wind up liking. Yeah, they say song preference also did not impact the ability for the participants to determine whether they liked the song. 
So it was uh, pretty much all across the board. It's one of my favorite things on the planet where you're just kind of doing something and a song you've never heard before comes on and within 10 seconds you go, dang, what is this? Let me turn it up. That doesn't happen all the time where you instantly love a song on the first try. Right, yeah. That, I love when that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, pretty good, pretty quick, pretty easy. Coming up here in a couple of minutes, what are everyday things that stress you out? Is it buying a car? Is it ordering a pizza? <laughs> is it trying to find a new pizza suit? Keeping up with a dinosaur guard. I got to keep yeah. up with the Joneses over here. Is it your tight pizza panties cutting off your circulation? Yeah. I got a lot of goofy problems. I know. You do have a lot of goofy problems. Those are good kind of problems to have. His legs are blue. So what would you say are everyday things that stress you out? Just those little things. 877-979-WRMF. Your comments next. My KVJ Show. So what are everyday things that still stress you out? We seem to be in a world where they try to create all of these conveniences. Virginia's talking about how easy it was for her to get her new car by just rolling in and switching out the plates and then away you go. So easy. I signed everything on my phone. I was like, wait, what? It's kind of the way it is. Yeah, somebody said you can do it out of the mortgage now, too. Isn't that crazy? That's, I don't know if that's the, is that the right it, thing it, to I, do. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like it is dangerous to make things too convenient. Yes. For that very reason. You sometimes need to go slow in life and work things through in your mind and be like, is this really the right thing to be doing? It wasn't fun going, sitting down, and signing all that paperwork, but I'd rather have done that. Look, I took my time picking out the car. I took like three days. Uh-huh. Driving everything, uh-huh. okay. looking at all the mileage, all the all the stuff that you should take time doing, I did. But the paperwork is BS. Yeah, you're right. Show me the interest rate. Show me the cost of the car. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, let's do this. Why would I want to be there for an hour and a half signing paperwork? No, no one ever wants to do that. Mm-hmm. That's awful. People did want to know what kind of car did you get, Virginia? I got an Infinity SUV. Okay. I tried a bunch of different stuff. Uh, I tried everything in my price range. Um, was like I need a, I need a little bit bigger. So for me, like the Mercedes was too small, the Lexus was too small, the Audi was too small. I wanted a little bit of size. I missed okay. my bigger size car, so I got the SUV from Infinity. Which makes you a lot more dangerous on the road. That's great. Bigger <laughs> the car, bigger the crash. Yeah. I prefer to sit in the back seat and let Panda drive. That's probably a good idea. <laughs> it's my favorite place. I think we all prefer that, actually. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. So with so many things becoming so much easier, what are those daily things that still are just kind of a grind for you that stress you out? And it'll be different for everybody. I, I know for me, there, there's a. I always have to drive in this certain area, and I have to go over this bridge. And I don't like driving over bridges. So I know I have to kind of daily deal with this bridge, and before I have to go over this bridge, I've kind of got a little stressed out, and it's a daily stressor for me. Yeah. Driving over a bridge. Okay. I don't like it. I think a lot of people get stressed by the bridge because they're afraid that they're going to get caught by it being up. Uh, it's, uh, the, everything about the bridge is just not fun. I do remember I used to be on a very tight schedule, and that bridge was everything. It was the difference between 15 minutes in a day that I didn't have, and my day be wrecked if I caught the bridge and, up. And you're right. There's been times where I have been stuck at the bridge at the 
apex of the bridge, and that's mm. the worst case scenario for me. So it does. It breeds some stress at times. Yeah, it can. Yeah, so there's a lot of things that still stress you out. So I guess it's so easy to get a car and mor- mortgage. It's probably a good thing. But here are some of the things that uh, people said. Broken parking meters. One of the top things that you see every day that stresses you out. I got to tell you, honestly, it sends me into a rage. When we try to like go downtown and West Palm Beach and... That Park Mobile, it just the app won't work. You're like, why is the app work not working? And then you go to the meter to put money in it because we always keep quarters, and then that's broken and it won't take any money. It's like, okay, well, how am I supposed to park? It's it's almost like the default is we want a terrible app. We want to make sure the meter is broken so that you're guaranteed to get frustrated, leave your car, and then get a $60 ticket. I realize I can't park on the street at those meters anymore because they've messed me up so many times. I just pull in the garage, and it's not as convenient as parking right there on the street. But at least I know I'm not going to get slapped with an erroneous ticket like my friend Joe Ponton. When in doubt, park, parking lot it out. You're right. The, the, we just go to a parking lot now and say, you know what, it's going to be a little bit longer, a little bit creepier. The garage right behind Clematis, you mm. know, that one I like. It's closest to all the action right there. I'll go to that one. The one at Avernia, if I'm down that way, I'll go to that garage. But on the street, you're just risking too much. Th- those meters and those meter maids cannot be true. Trusted. It's tough. It is really tough, no doubt about it. And then anymore, when there's any kind of function going on, forget about it. It's kind of crazy. In fact, I were a little panicked the other day. We went to go to the Brightline, and the boat show was going on. Oh, boy. And everybody decided they're going to use the Brightline parking garage to park their cars for the uh, boat show. And that was that was a challenge. So then you oh. go and you're like, okay, you got a train you got to catch on a time schedule. Every parking spot is chewed up, and then you go to the parking meter, and that's broken too. The train does not wait for Kevin. Yeah, and then at that point, you honestly just leave your car on the street, running with the keys inside, and get out. The only train because it's so easy to get a new car. <laughs> only train that waits for Kevin's our peace train, Denny's. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some other everyday things that uh, stress you out. The check engine light. Anything going wrong with your car? Just You know what I do? Just put a little photo of your family over the check engine. and It's gone. So <laughs> when, gone. when you ignore the problem that's going to cause the car to break down, crash, and kill you, the last thing you'll see is your family. It's kind of like when there you hear a problem in your car. Just turn up that volume, baby. Problem gone. Okay. Yeah. There you go. I had squeaky brakes, but now I just rock out to ACDC. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> problem gone. Great advice. Getting onto the highway, one of those everyday things that will massively stress you out. It can, because not everyone knows how to merge. and not It's a lot. It's a not tour. everybody wants to be cool. If you're looking to merge, they'll like look to box you out. Everyone's so <laughs> different when it comes to merging. Everyone's got their own philosophy. I don't think as a, as a species we'll ever get it. I let somebody in yesterday in front of me because I wanted to be cool and nice. And the person behind me started honking. They were mad because I let somebody in. I'm like, seriously, bruh. If you are cool you can't be cool as a merger and you also can't be wrong as a merger no one wins when they merge Mm -hmm. everybody needs to chill out everybody if someone needs to merge let them merge who cares how about that unknown bag you just ran over with your car oh i did that the other it wasn't a bag but it was some weird odd looking wood chunk that came from an item of something it was on i-95 and when i ran over it looked like it was just littered with nails we hit a long metal thing that fell off oh. of some roofing truck and I was like that's not good you're right you run it over and you go well <laughs> I, I hope for the best 
I hope the guy that's behind me didn't get it through the windshield. I hope it wasn't Naley Nelson driving. <laughs> mm-hmm. Another thing somebody said uh, via text that stresses them out on a daily basis, that chirping smoke alarm. I've got one. I don't know why we have this alarm. I think it's from our old security company. And I don't know if the battery's going out or not, but just every third day, it just starts going off. And you have to go and put the code in, and it doesn't even work anymore. I'm like, how does it just continue to aggravate us? It's almost like the the company, the old company, sends this code, (laughs) and it's so wired into our electrical and everything else, it's just... Such a to-do. It's one of the worst sounds, too. My my little alarms that... I'm talking about my smoke alarms. They go off yep. on its own in the, between 1 o'clock and 3 o'clock in the morning. They Why? Have, I don't know. At different times, and then... They're, they Lydia got, the Lizard messing with you? It's not Lydia the Lizard. I think it might be some ghosts, to be quite honest oh, with you. Oh, boy. But they have brand new batteries in them, and there's nothing more jarring and alarming when an, a, your fire alarm goes off, and there's no fire. Wait, an yeah. alarm is alarming? It's alarming. <laughs> it's named properly. Maybe that's why they call it an alarm, because it is alarming. I'm so alarmed. <laughs> Who would have known the connection's just been made? Dang, it works. Alarms are alarming. <laughs> and another everyday thing that stresses you out, realizing you're out of TP right after you committed. Oh, boy. That's tough. That duck walk? Been there, done that. Oh, yeah. You have to start getting inventive. Yeah, that That's is. why that new little bidet I put on my bathroom toilet is so convenient. You just that on one toilet or, or, or two? Just one. You want it on two, though, don't you? I do, but Panda doesn't love it. So he goes where there is no bidet. I go where there... Me and Rocco love it. He Oh, Panda doesn't like the feel of it. No. Panda thinks it's too... Obtrusive. Yeah. <laughs> it is, though. It is. I, I see his point. Panda thinks it's like sitting on a geyser. I think it's all about cleanliness back there. Yeah. Me, me and Rocco love it. We did that video where we all tried out Denny's bidet. All, all of us. We had a close That's up. That's the first time I ever tried one like that. He got me to buy it. Yeah, I know. And then these creepos, because you made some weird faces during that video. Like, hey, tell Virginia I really like her bidet face. I'm like, oh, stop uh, emailing me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the initial sensation of it, I will tell yeah. you, was wild. Right. <laughs> and yeah. I was at Denny's house, so I wasn't in a safe space. Yeah. You know, I'm in a foreign... You need to be alone for that moment. <laughs> you need to be on your own pooper, yeah. not on a foreign pooper. It's just, well, yeah. The weirdos loved it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It is an odd thing, and I don't know that everybody out there likes to have their behind tickled. Do you Are you? Do you like it? It's an odd thing for me. But if I, you get past the initial oddness of it, because I get what you're saying, it's like somebody's standing behind you shooting you in the butt with a water gun. Yeah. If you get past that... The cleanliness factor. I mean, you just, you get so clean. I just feel like you need to attack the front line needs to be with TP. I don't know if I can ever get over that. Maybe that's old dog, new tricks. You're old school and I respect I, that. I mean, unless I'm sitting on a fire hose, I just feel like I need, <laughs> I need that to get it done. You can't teach an old butt new tricks. No, you can't. Well, yeah. the naysayers say, well, not, why not live in both worlds, Ralston? You can do both. Just gotta, just gotta feel clean, and it just I, I haven't been in that situation yet with that uh, magical bidet that I've uh, felt like switching over. I, I, I'm good with my TP to wet wipe combo. I feel like I've really cracked the code. Just be careful; you can't flush those wet wipes. I don't. Good. Yeah. You keep saying that, but I keep seeing them at the store flushable wet wipes. Are they all liars? Yes, yes. they are. Yeah, yes, 
just uh, Virginia just saw the video that somebody did that the other day. There was a backed up pipe, and uh, a plumber made a TikTok video. He went out and unscrewed the outside uh, drain, and then a whole bunch of water rushed out. It was just all these flushable wipes that came out and showed you what the problem was. Are we sure it was real water? TikTok, you know. We're not sure of anything when it comes to TikTok because <laughs> TikTok, TikTok gets me all the time. I saw another video from a water treatment plant, and they were scooping out these supposed flushable wipes, and they said it's becoming a real problem. So is this just, if you use them and you haven't had a problem, are you just basically sitting on a volcano waiting for that problem to Could happen? Could be, yeah. And when uh, that volcano comes out... I don't like that. You don't want that lava on you. <laughs> <laughs> if you're... <laughs> If you're a renter, eh, flushable wipe it. But if it's your home and your plumbing that you got to pay for. Well, there's some adjustments need to be made in the Pennington household. Okay. I, got, I got tall people living with me. Yeah, yeah big poopers. It's KVJ. Trying to get off to school and it just adds a lot of stress to your life. I can say in our household, yes, we do have that issue. We've got a uh, child that moves at his own pace, <laughs> and uh, it's it's kind of it's it's a great challenge to light a fire under his behind. That's why I love being pickup mom instead of drop off mom. Mm-hmm. We're here at yes. drop off, so we're kind of lucky. Yeah, because uh, drop off mom, I think, is more stressful getting the kid out of the house it is because you're dealing with a really tight time constraint because you look like the bad parent when your kid is just racking up one tardy after another right and so you're trying to rush the kid's not moving fast something goes wrong and now you're way behind then you catch the bridge and your whole day is just shot something that could change that now there's massive good and bad on this but the florida senate education committee just passed their version of a bill that would require middle schools to start after 8 a.m and high schools after 8 30 a.m the goal of this is to give teenagers more time to sleep because pediatricians say that it's important for teens to get those eight to ten hours for their social, emotional, and physical development. So it's we're true. Doing our kids wrong by sending them to school this early. It's just not realistic, and they're not getting enough sleep. But then it does pose a big problem. How the heck are we going to get the kids there? How are we going to deal with the new traffic issues? Apparently, just shifting the times like that is going to cause a problem with busing. They say there's a staffing shortage already nationwide for bus drivers, and local officials are worrying what this time change will do. They say they would have to completely overhaul the transportation and school start time schedule, and there's currently no additional funding tied to the bill to hire more bus drivers. They're just like, yeah, let's let the kids start later, and then they're not going to help solve the big problem it's going to create. But I mean, I, is it does it really make that big of a difference if you keep it the way it is? I mean, we've, we've always done it that way, and think mm-hmm. people, even though I know the kids are tired and they need yeah. their nap, yeah. they still can fight through, and it, everyone did, and they, you know, I think this is going to be the big battle between people like, uh, you know, just keep it the way it is, screw them kids. No, it's not screw. <laughs> them, it's not screw them kids. It's just, is it one of those things where is it as important as this person's making it out? This, you know, when someone's got a theory, they want to make it seem That's, like it's the best theory ever. Is it really the best theory? It's the argument. Pediatricians are pounding their fists on the table, saying it is important. We're not doing our kids right. You want to see why we have so many emotional problems with our kids? 
and social issues and they're having problems with physical development, it's all because they're not getting those eight to ten hours of sleep. Some parents might say it's TikTok, but who knows? It's one of the two things. It's either sleep or TikTok that's causing all the problems. You're a grown man, and you know how important sleep is. It's true. Yeah, I do. You're not growing as much as these teenagers. Yeah. They need sleep even more than we do, and we understand how important it is. So. it is important. I think it's definitely important, but it, it, is it as important to the point where you have to have those 10 hours? Well, when you know better, you do better. We know mm-hmm. better. We're just not doing better. Mm-hmm. Some people do better. We need to do better. That's the argument, is that we know that this is the right thing to do by the kids, so we need to find a way to make it work. It's just not a way right now that is set up to work. Now, you don't have to freak out because this isn't going to happen next week or next month. If the measure does even pass, it wouldn't take effect until 2026. Six, So you do have a few years to try to figure this out and figure out the busing situation. The biggest thing to me would be parents that need to get to work and they need to get their kid there that time. Some parents go to work at 8 or 8.30 and if your kid can't get to school until that time... Now you got to readjust everything. Well, they would just have to have aftercare and pre-care, and, and they do. Most schools do have that. But there would just have to be a system in place where if you have to bring the kid early, there's a way to you, for you to pay extra mm-hmm. for your kid to be there and, and supervised early. Or when they stay late, stay there supervised late. And then the question would be how many parents would have to do that. And if it's 80% of parents that have to just take their kid early, then why are we even changing it? Well, that's Because then the kids too. would just sit there until they start school. I would maybe make your kid go a bit early and get them off TikTok in the video games. Yeah. There could be some uh, issues there. Said the guy who has no kids. Mm-hmm. It's a mess. Yeah. Right now, most Palm Beach County high schools start at about 7.30. Most middle schools start at about 9.30 and elementary schools start at 8 a.m. That's pretty much where it's set. So what do you think? Should they adjust the time so kids can go to school later? Yes or no? I will have Suits put up a KVJ TV poll. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can jump right in and sound off what you think about the idea. Good idea, bad idea. Coming up here in a couple of minutes, I mentioned it in the Whacked Out News a week or two ago when the story first broke, but what does it exactly mean for your summer coming up? Have you heard about that giant mass of seaweed 5,000 miles wide Yes, that is heading for the U.S. and the East Coast, apparently, of Florida? They think maybe by this summer it will be here, so... How bad is it going to be, and what does that mean if you like going to the beach in the summertime? I'll break it down for you next. KVJ. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcast. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
It could be happening by the year 2026. Middle schools starting after 8 a.m. and high schools starting after 8.30 a.m. in Florida. Is it a good idea or a bad idea? Now they're arguing that kids need 8 to 10 hours of sleep. But just how popular would this move be? And the big question, can't you just get your kid to bed earlier? That might be the better thing. Discipline. Nobody wants to talk about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, some people are uh, texting in saying, yeah, I mean, come on, leave them the way they are. Just be a responsible parent. Take them off social media, TikTok, and the TV. Just go to bed like they should, and then they can get their 8 to 10 hours of sleep. That's just the way it's supposed to go. <laughs> no, Kevin. <laughs> it's just hard. I mean, if you're a busy parent and you yourself aren't getting to bed till 9 p.m., it's tough. It is an interesting debate going on right now in the KVJ-TV poll we have with over 100 votes, uh, whether or not... South Florida should adjust school start times and make them later. 56% of majority say no. They don't want any change. Keep them the way they are. 44% say yes. No matter what you do, you're never going to make it. You could change it. People are going to be mad. You can keep it the same. People are going to be mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good luck. Right. Well, the one problem that you know we did talk about was the scheduling for commuting in the morning. Buses, parents with work. But... Think about after school as well. Somebody texts in and said, you know, what about sports in the dark, late dinners, no time for homework, no time for after school jobs? It will destroy a lot more than just sleep. And the other question I had, is this a couple of pediatricians or is this the entire pediatrician community saying you this is the way? Or is it just somebody saying, kids, they got to get that 10 hours, the 8 to 10 hours. If not, the whole world's going to be terrible. Standard across pediatricians that I've always seen is they've broken it down and they do know how much time ideally kids at every age, even adults, need for sleep. And they do say that. I've not heard a pediatrician be like, yeah, your kid's fine on four hours. I've never heard a pediatrician no, say but I'm saying, because there is a difference between 8 and 10 hours. That's a two-hour difference. 8 to 10 hours is standard, and I hear that everywhere. But I have not heard pediatricians necessarily saying that you couldn't get to bed earlier. Some have, and they believe that the teenage body clock is wired differently than us, where they have a tendency to sleep later. You notice your kid in the summertime. Why the heck are they still asleep and it's noon? You know, that's not necessarily that you've got a lazy kid or whatever. That's just what their body at that time is telling them to do. When I was that age, I, in the summertime, would same thing, sleep till 11 or noon. Totally. And that's the big part of it. And that would be the argument that probably a lot of pediatricians would fill in here saying that, yeah, it's not just the 8 to 10 hours. Their body clocks are just wired to not get up as well in the morning. So let them sleep later. I guess my whole thing is, to me, 8 to t- eight hours is way different than 10 hours. And if you have a kid where you are allowing them to sleep eight hours and then you wake them up, Mm -hmm. is that extra two hours, is that really going to make a huge difference when it comes to all this? They say 15 minutes extra sleep every day improves your productivity by 10%. So there is definitely markers that they have found in productivity and how kids do. And they've really started to study this. That's why we're here having this question. That's why the Florida State Education Committee passed their version of the bill that would start middle schools later because they have done a lot of research on this with kids and retention abilities, productivity, abilities to concentrate, and their findings are that it would be so much better to have middle school and high school students in school later in the day than earlier. That's their argument for it. 
Now, Joe, he said, I live in Oklahoma, and that's how they do it here. Middle and high school both start at 8.30. So what is the consensus, Joe, if you could let us know? Do they seem to like it? Did it seem to solve a lot of problems? Are kids in Oklahoma just smarter and sharper and more with it? Gosh, imagine, I wonder what I would be like if I got eight hours of sleep. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. It's Honestly, it's a massive difference. I know with me, I can, I can feel it because I massively track my sleep, how I sleep, and I will tell you, my day is radically different if I wake up and spring out of the bed rested or if I spring out of the bed and I'm Dog ass tired. If I can totally. Get, if I can get five hours, uh, that that's that's considered my eight. If I get five, I am not functional. Five is a great night of sleep. Five for me. is terrible for me. Oh my gosh, what different worlds we live in. We do. Mm-hmm. It makes you think. We're all living in different worlds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one text said uh, Martin County has high school starting at eight fifteen and middle school starting after nine a.m. Yeah, I remember back in high school, they had my butt there so early. I think my high school back at Palm Beach Garden started at 7.15 a.m. And then my middle school started at 9. What a different... That's a huge. That's a huge difference in scheduling, yeah. right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seven fifteen for high school is way early. <laughs> I agree. Oh my gosh. That is. So, there's still going to be time here because it wouldn't go into effect until 2026. So you have years to fight it out. So. Okay, good. And people will. They will. <laughs> no doubt. You might have heard me talking on the Whacked Out News about two weeks ago about that giant mass of seaweed. That is 5,000 miles wide, about double the width of the United States. And it looks like it is coming for Florida this summer. In fact, they say parts of this patch have already made its way to the east coast of Florida, where we are. So what is it going to be and how bad is it? Now, this seaweed is a type of floating brown algae called sargasm. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Are they trying to just mess with people? (laughs) What a name, huh? Sargasm. Who came up with that name? <laughs> Come on. I mean, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. I think it's named for the place where they believe this seaweed kind of originates. It's called Sargus or something like that. So I guess that's where it came from. Then do Sargus, the Sargus floaty stuff. Sargus? Sargus. <laughs> you like Sargus floaty stuff over sargasm. Well, sargasm just sounds just, so adult. It does sound very adult, doesn't it? <laughs> It just doesn't feel right. I feel like we've done a research and they go, you know, this is, we got to have some fun with this. Let's give it a goofy name. (laughs) Now, the one thing they do say about uh, sargasm is it's kind of nasty in the water. It hurts tourism. It attracts insects. It smothers sea turtle nests. And it could put your health in harm's way. They say when it uh, decomposes, it uh, releases gases like hydrogen sulfate sulfide, methane, or ammonia, and other harmful gases into the air, and it could cause respiratory problems. With every sentence you read, it gets worse. It does, yeah. Good Lord. Yeah, they they say it also has heavy metals in it, like cadmium and arsenic, which that doesn't sound good. Not the good kind of heavy metal? No. They say that can be toxic to your eyes, skin, liver, kidneys, lungs. So there are some uh, big issues that uh, could be happening with this. And they say in large quantities, rotting sargasm, which those are just two <laughs> terrible words together, isn't it? <laughs> rotting sargasm. A brown floaty, <laughs> rotting sargasm. And it kind of matches up because it could support the growth of disease-causing germs like fecal bacteria. Mm. Oh. 
<sighs> the only thing missing from that story, and it also attracts sharks, just to make it that much more <laughs> right? awful and horrifying. The summer of rotting sargasm is coming towards us. <laughs> It just doesn't sound good, does it? I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think this summer we have to go to the canal instead of the beach. <laughs> the canal is going to be more pleasant. Gonna, yeah, it'll smell better. It'll look better. <laughs> they say in the highest doses of exposure, the gases coming from your sargasm could lead to coma, seizures, heart attack, and unconsciousness. They say that's unlikely to happen from spending time near seaweed at the beach, but this is just one of the reasons why I guess we got to get it out of there. Don't tell me all this stuff. Horrifying. But it's unlikely. It, it, it won't happen to you. Yeah. Okay. They say that strong coastal winds will likely dilute most of the toxic gases, so there will only be small concentrations that should have little to no effect on your health. But it is going to look nasty. It could smell funky. And they say that if you're out swimming, you could get wrapped up in sargasm and possibly drown if oh, you panic. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what? The only thing it's missing what? is the sargasm holding an axe. What? <laughs> I mean, this so... is our summer. This is what we've got to look forward to. Sar- rotting sargasm. It's just hunting us. This kind of makes me miss the blue-green algae. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> a lot better, doesn't it? So what's the difference between... Is this just a different problem than the blue green allergies kind of like stds there's just so many different diseases yeah, out there in the it's ocean. a different thing and you know they do say sargasm has positive benefits uh they say that it could protect shorelines from erosion it could act as biomass for feud uh, for food fuel and pharmaceuticals and i have seen that there are actually people that are harvesting and farming sargasm and trying to use it for positive benefits well if you are a sargasm farmer the good news is you got 5,000 miles wide of sargasm coming at you. Yeah, I'm, you got so much to play with. Yes. I'm just saying you went on way longer about the negative sides of sargasm compared to the positive sides <laughs> right. of sargasm. There, there are a lot more alarming things. <laughs> I mean, just saying rotting sargasm and fecal Ugh. bacteria, all day, those are four terrible words well, you said, all strung together. You go, it's brown. I'm like, all right, where, where's it going with this? And then you had, you had the word fecal in there. <laughs> That's just the reality of it. So I think what we need at uh, career day is sargasm farmers. Maybe they should put an initiative out there for kids. All right, kids, what should we do with this sargasm? Come up with neat experiments on how we can get rid of it and help the planet instead of hurt the planet and kill the swimmers. They've already got it. You just got to have somebody go out there and get it. You can already get it for uh, food and fuel and pharmaceuticals. So apparently there's just a wealth of money coming at you. So please, can we get people out there? to get rid of it so we don't have to deal with the rotting sargasm. If you want to get the kids involved in science, (laughs) sarcasm is not the way. Sarcasm or sargasm? Sargasm. (laughs) It's hard to say. I'm rattled. Ross has got me rattled. Clearly. The KVJ Show. It's the KVJ. Dirt of the day. It's the KVJ. Dirt of the day. Virginia, take it away. Because you know we need that dirt of the day. Well, it looks like Tristan Thompson just bought a mansion three houses down from Khloe Kardashian, his ex. And isn't that a little too close for comfort? I don't want to live three houses down from my ex. So every time I go home, I got to drive past his house. When he goes home, he's going to drive past mine. I'm all about like being like a couple minutes away from each other because that's good for the kids. But... 
Really? You want to see him? D- didn't the Kardashian family already try this with Kanye? Yes. It didn't work right, did it? Did it did not work. Okay. Kanye bought the property across the street from Kim, yeah. and then he ended up putting it on the market because everybody was like, whoa, this is too close for comfort. What are you doing? You're making it weird. No one wants to see their ex every day. I don't even like, I hate when it happens when I run into one at Publix. It's uncomfortable. Once a year is terrible. It can, it can get, depending on how y'all broke up, but yeah, it can be uncomfortable. <laughs> well, if you're looking to run into Tom Brady, and you should if you're a single young hottie in South Florida, Tom Brady has been out and about on the beach a lot. And really? a lot of it has been in the Miami area. There's pictures mm. today of him shirtless playing football with friends on the beach. This is what he's doing, girls. So scope out these pictures on TMZ. See if you can figure out what beach it is. They figured out quickly what beach he made his retirement announcement from. And I think you can figure out from the pictures on TMZ if you know the area, kind of where he was. Well, he's in Indian Creek, right? So Yes. So he's not, obviously, whatever the closest beach is. I assume that's where he's going. Go wander the beaches in your bikini and be like, oh, my gosh. Hi, guys. It's so crazy running into you. Can just anybody go to those beaches or these rich people beaches that you Girl, have to go across to an island to? Rent and, a jet ski. Do whatever you have to okay. do. Virginia acting like you just get a bikini and walk on a Tom Brady. Yeah. Get a kayak. Paddle your ass over there. Make it happen. Yeah. I, I would like to get some Tom Brady sightings if anybody has any. I just don't. Uh, I'm not I'm not seeing a lot of them. He's got some good defense around him. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it's him and a bunch of dudes shirtless on the beach, looking delicious. Yeah, he he always seems to hang in rich neighborhoods that a lot of people can't get access to. I know that uh, whenever he's in Palm Beach County and he hangs out there, he's in Seminole, which is you know a place that you really can't just go driving into and be like, oh hey, oh Tom Brady, what do you know? So what you're telling me is that you're gonna need more than a bikini and a boat to get the Tom I, Brady. I would expect so, and I'm not. <laughs> hearing a lot of Tom Brady sightings, so I assume he's near the rich people places. Get your snorkel gear. Come out the water uh-huh. like Scuba Steve okay. and storm the beaches. Because I'm sure Brady would love that. Let's <laughs> let's get Snorkel Sheila into my life. <laughs> Do we have a tactical gold digging team that we could send in? <laughs> parachutes with golden parachutes and they just come floating down. They're like the Navy SEALs of yes, gold digging. They come out of the water and they're all wearing gold bikinis. Oh my gosh. Just to let you know what they're after. They come out of the water like Halle Berry did. Yes, oh, right. Mm-hmm. That would be my dream to watch that go down. Just don't give up, girls. He's out there. And that's what's going on in your dirt. Okay. Got uh, some birthdays here today for you. Happy birthday to Trevor. He is turning 13 years old. Says, keep doing you, hitting the gritty all day, every day, like a champ. We love you. Mom, no, I'm not crying. Dad, Emma, and Mocha Brows. Okay, Trevor. Mm-hmm. Also, happy 12th birthday to our sweet Caroline. We bah, love bah, you, Mom, bah. Dad, Colt, Noel, <laughs> and Jack. You gotta be so sick of that song if uh, your name is Caroline. Mm-hmm. You gotta be like, really? Happy birthday to our great friend Greg. Even though you're a Patriot fan, we love you, Gator Bill and Sharon. Happy birthday, Tiffany. You're an amazing and thoughtful lady. Love David, Carol, Kelsey, and Brandon. Also, a shout-out to Michael, best husband and father to our children. Happy 46 from Anne, Marie, Nino, Gianna, and Gabriella. Also, happy birthday to Matt from Nevermore Tattoo Studio. 
We've had some amazing adventures together over the years. I can't wait for many more from your sexy red head. And there she is and, on KVJ TV. And Ooh. I like it. She, did, she threw a plug in there. You noticed that? Yeah, that's smart. Good. That's Very smart. sexy. Good marketing. Yep. Also, just want to wish my honey Derek a happy birthday. That is from Annette. And there is a photo of them there. Oh, we oh, know yeah, them. We yeah. love them. Derek and Annette, we love them. Just the best. So, Aww, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Got a birthday you want to shout out? Let us know. Mail at kvjshow.com. M-A-I-L at kvjshow.com. A lot of people with some ideas about this sargasm that is coming at us. <laughs> like the name. <laughs> The name itself could change. This brown seaweed kind of stuff that 5,000 miles wide could be a problem because it might just sit there and start rotting and there's a lot of bad gases that come off of it. But there are many benefits to seaweed, and if we get the right people out there, we could uh, take advantage of it. Somebody said, now you get antioxidants, which include vitamins like C and E. You can get more info on WebMD MD now that uh, or WebMD that is uh, going on there. People are out there doing the sargasm farming, like I was saying. So that might be something we need. Somebody else said they're using it in toothpaste and ice cream. What? And there are people who've been eating seaweed for a long time. My wife loves seaweed. She goes to the store and you get it in this package and it's kind of salty. And Is ugh. it the same though? Because that's delicious. This one sounds like it's different. No, I think a lot of this, you, you get it, you dry it out, you can harvest it. Huh. You no, know, seaweed's great. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the same. Allison sent that in from Royal Palm. Somebody had the idea to make a sourgasm craft IPA beer. That sounds pretty good. Could we use this uh, this gross thing for a do-it-be punishment. I'm sure you could go out and get some, but, you know, I mean, if you handle it right, I don't know if you just want to take sargasm right out of the ocean and start chewing on it. There's a bunch of seaweed right now, because I was just at the beach the other day. Mm-hmm. We had to walk over, like, a bunch of it to get to the water. Like, it's there now. Well, There's rem- something there. I just remember the, the blue algae. There was that one video going viral of the manatee yeah. stuck in it. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. Is this worse than the blue-green algae? The same? I don't, I don't think so. I think it's just going to be messy. And if it does sit there, then, you know, it does release some gases that are not necessarily good for you. I think the blue-green algae is a lot different than what the sargasm is. And I I would think that ranks a lot higher because, you know, people I'd heard from that have been on the West Coast because they got hit with it uh, like a month or so ago that uh, even in an outdoor bar, there were people there, their eyes were watering and all red and they were coughing. And, oh, I don't like that. Yeah, no, that, so I think that's that's worse than what this is. I only want my, my eyes to get red from drinking too much. I know, yes. <laughs> you wouldn't know. It'd be a great excuse, though. It would be. It's I'm not drunk. It's sargasm. <laughs> or blue-green algae. Or I don't I know what it is. I wasn't smoking nothing. It's yeah. something gross in the ocean. Uh-huh. And uh, another text says, my aquatic science teacher used to say this joke about sargasm. What is the most sarcastic plant in the ocean? Sargasm. Oh. Okay. <laughs> God, soon you remember teacher jokes? I do. I love them. On top of teacher jokes. I love teacher <laughs> jokes. Teacher jokes are pretty good. <laughs> All right, thanks for all the stuff. If you want to get through to us, you always can. 877-979-WRMF. And talking about your manatees, Jaybird, 
Did you know and are you celebrating Manatee Awareness Day today? You know, oh. I am a fanatee of the manatee, but yep. I believe we're all fanatees here. We are. They're so adorable. Mm-hmm. Just uh, bringing awareness to manatees on Manatee Appreciation Day here today. Appreciate them, love them, be aware of them, boat safely, be conscious of them being in our waters. I think if I was to ever come back as an animal, I might want to come back as a manatee. They're just, they just seem peaceful and just always just float. Just float in the water. How are you at floating? Terrible. Okay. <laughs> I just always right. fall right okay. to the ground. You'd be the amazing sinking manatee. <laughs> it was, it's almost like a child story. Hey, why is that one manatee on the bottom? <laughs> She's a sinker. I would, I would definitely, like my human life, I'd have some issues with a manatee. <laughs> <laughs> it's also Mom and Pop Business Owners Day today. I saw that too. That's yeah. kind of fun. It is nice, yeah. So celebrate your Mom and Pop stores. Keep them afloat. The KVJ Show. World Record Wednesday got it. Gabriel wants to get to 500, even on his wins and losses. Right now, he has three wins and five losses in World Record Wednesday, going up against other KBJ Show members. So today, he's got another challenge and another challenger. What are we doing today for World Record Wednesday, Bird? Most burpees, and you can decide if you want to do it in 30 seconds or a minute. Okay. Whatever you want to do, it's ever more radio-friendly. But I, I had... A challenger that I wanted, uh huh. But I, I don't know if they're scared or not. Okay, I, I really wanted Virginia. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me? I wore a dress. Double <laughs> record Wednesday. I Always know, expect. Well, I know where we're putting the camera. <laughs> <laughs> suits. We can't do suits. He, he would. He even told me, "Goes, dog. Seriously, I can't do this. I, I, yeah. I, I, it's, I'm not going to be good." Yeah. And I'm going to hurt myself, and it's I'm going to look yeah. silly. So he's, he's well, a, that could apply to all of he's us. He's almost begging me not to pick him. So I'm like, all right, huh, we don't have to do perfect with you, baby. We'll do them with you. <laughs> I'll let you off the hook. <laughs> I figured Ralston could destroy me. And here's the mm-hmm. thing about World Record Wednesday. Yeah. I like challenging people who got a little bit of uh, talent behind what they're doing. Yeah. I, I don't want these easy wins. Right. I, I want you a want little, a good challenge. A little credibility. It's either you or Virginia. Okay. She well. got the dress on. It's better for views. You got the ability. It's better for the... Thank goodness I wore drawers today. Because yeah. sometimes I don't. I could take you on. I mean, the only thing I uh, I hit a pinky yesterday that I can't bend could be broken, but uh, that oh. might affect doing burpees. But I could give it a shot. You know, explain the burpee again. Break it down. You go down to the ground, so it's kind of a you, you drop, and that's that was the only reason why I was like, yeah, because I got this pinky is kind of hanging on weird. I don't want to drop on it, but yeah, it's it's you go down. And then you hit the ground, and then you kind of push yourself, and you jump up in the air, and then you go back down. So it's uh, chest to floor uh, burpees. And you look scared, and you should. You do like a plank, or you do like a push-up? It's kind of uh, like a push-up. So you're going with your chest, you hit the ground, and then you kind of push yourself up, and then you jump back up in the air. (laughs) He jumped up in the air and hit his head on the speaker. Jump up, go down like this, Uh like that. Okay, yeah. so it's a push-up, and then you jump straight up, and then you do a push-up, and then you jump straight up. Uh, what are, yeah. a, a push-up? Would you call that a push-up? Well, yeah, I guess in a sense, because you are pushing yourself up off of the floor. But it doesn't have to be a legit, you know, you just push yourself up, you bounce back up. Mm-hmm. And then you're kind of in the squat position, and then you jump up, and then you would come right back down, 
collapse into the squat position, into a push-up, touch your chest to the floor, push yourself up off the ground, and then jump back up Dang, in the air. the witch looks shook. I, I can give it a shot. I mean, I'll, I'll give it a try here. I'll try it. I just don't want to put my yeah. goodies on YouTube. Yeah, I Not hear at least you. without a paywall. No, I hear you. Yeah, people got to pay good money for that kind of shot. Thank you. At yeah. least 99 cents. Well, right. So I, I got a raw, I had injured Ralston. I got I got underwear Virginia. I got suits begging me not to do it. And then I got the Speedster Denny's. So. Well, I know you can beat Turtle in there. I definitely can beat, I think I, I definitely beat Denny's. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, he's not ready for this, man. You could be Denny's and Suits, and you know that. So let's just take them off the table. I can give it a shot. I mean, I, I can give it a, a ride. I just gotta. You know. I'll give it a ride too, but we gotta talk about camera angles. Mm-hmm. Okay. You will. There'll be no crotch, zero crotching. That I can guarantee. That's the Jaybird guarantee. Zero crotching. I got a wild crotch. It likes to poke out. If you if you go face first, the only pe- only people that are gonna see your your hind parts will be the the window. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. All and, right. But there are some perverted birds that sit out there. <laughs> they are some perverted birds, and you're looking at one of them. <laughs> this bit always catches me off guard. Is, I, yeah. The one thing I like to do in life is plan and prepare. Yeah. I like to have a plan right. and then work that plan. Yeah. And this bit just defies everything I logically need to do in my brain. And two things I love in life: not planning and not preparing. So it kind of. So yeah. the opposite's a track. It's good. Yin and yang over here. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it is most chest to ground burpees. The world record is 33 in one minute. So that's a pretty quick mark there. Now, do we go at the same time? I think we will, yeah. I think it's better to do that. Why draw the pain out? Well, and then that way, too, I think you'll motivate each other in your tempos and your times. So the person who goes second might have an advantage. I'm not even wearing a good bra. This one's kind of loose. Girl, I ain't even wearing oh, a bra. Well, that's gonna, oh, that's going to be enjoyable right bra. there. For, yeah. <laughs> you don't have a bra. It's definitely much better for you to do this. Let me uh, take off my hink pink chin. Championship of a robe off. Oh, yeah, like a champion coming here, like a prize fighter. You've got to take off your ornamental robe. That's right, baby. Okay, I gotcha. All right, that's very smart. Okay, so we'll uh, wind up doing this here 60 seconds. We'll put on the clock for you guys. And then I think really the thing that's going to be interesting about this is the back half stamina. And just seeing, okay, because you could start letting up. It's a head-to-head competition. That's what's different here with this new way of doing World Record Wednesday. World Record 33. I'd be massively impressed if anybody got to 15. That's a good, solid mark. What do you do first? Are you supposed to jump up first or hit the floor first? You, I would I would start by, yeah, you can go down to the floor first. We'll have floor everybody go down first. to the floor okay. first. Yeah, so you go floor first and then spring yourself up. And you have to get into a plank position, like a squat doesn't count. It's Yeah, you go down to your chest, so okay. your chest would touch the ground. Got hey, it. Any more questions? Uh, sorry. Plan and prepare. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a down and boom up. Got okay. it. All right. It's going to go terrible, Kevin. It's called a burpee. Okay. A lot of people love this in CrossFit. Hold okay. my gold. All right. Okay. Ready. All right, here we go. All right, 60 seconds on the clock in World Record Wednesday. Most chest-to-ground burpees in one minute. The record is 33. Count. Virginia Jaybird, on your mark. Get set and go. 
Okay, they go down to the ground, go hard. Bird is up and moving fast. Virginia is a little bit behind him by about one. Bird has got great movement right now, very springy. Virginia's boobs are bouncing all over the place, smacking her in the face. It's unbelievable, but she's continuing to go. Bird is starting to burn out a bit, and we still have 37 seconds left. You can see he's getting a bit winded. Virginia's a little bit slower, and she has a terrible version vertical leap. She's maybe jumping a centimeter off the ground each time. Bird is starting to get winded and he's got the back half here. 24 seconds are left on the clock. You can hear his grunting and moving. Virginia, like a silent assassin, is slow and steady. She's moving through it. Here comes Bird into the back half. 15 seconds left in world record Wednesday. Bird is gassed. Virginia is consistent and working through it. Small leap. She's getting to the ground faster. We're down to our last five, four, Three, Bird is winning. Two, one, and done. And Virginia's gas. Bird is on the ground. They're both breathing heavily as you would. That is a long time to do burpees. That is not an easy challenge. Just both of you finishing a whole minute of burpees. That's amazing and impressive. Okay. Oh, I can feel the pizza. Virginia was at harder than what you thought it was going to be. Yes. Yeah, that's a burpees or a big challenge. Bird mm. is down, still on the ground. He's working his way back up. Okay. Broke but not beaten. Okay. Don't underestimate the burpee. Oh, the burpee awesome. is it's absolutely terrible. It's absolutely terrible. No, just even even 10 of those is a challenge. The world record was 33 in one minute. The world record is going to be safe here on the show. So <laughs> Definitely. It looked like you were slower starting off, Virginia, but you might have been more consistent towards the back end. Jaybird had about a two-burpee lead on you at about the 30-second mark, and then it was on the back end that I noticed that it looked like you were kind of evening up as uh, Bird started to get a little bit more winded. His last 20 seconds were not as good as your last 20 seconds. That and then tough. The ultimate question is, did you make up for it? So that's what we're going to find out. We've got our judges getting an official count on both of you oh to God. find out who our winner is here. I'm going to Ralph. Okay, Judge is going to throw up. How you doing, Bird? Hey, I'll sound like when I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> The KVJ Show. Wow, what a world record Wednesday we had here today. It was the most chest to ground burpees in one minute. World record was at 33. Bird Challenge to Virginia today. Some people were texting, especially the ladies, saying that, hey, V, this is a tough one, especially being a woman. It's hard when you got breasts. Oh, and you wore the loosest bra you own. Mm hmm. It's <laughs> so loose. What a challenge it was. It was, man. Yeah. So it was quite a challenge that went on. Virginia's slow and steady through the full 60 seconds. Bird came out of the gate fast and furious, got a quick lead on Virginia, but did he maintain the lead? Oh, man. Denny's has got an official tally here to see, will Jaybird put one in the win column, or is Virginia going to go to 3-1 and one in World Record Wednesday challenges? What's the results, Denny's? So upon reviewing, Jaybird had 15 Okay, 15. Okay, wow, that's, that's, a, that's a good number. That's ha almost halfway to the world record mark. Virginia had 17. Oh, oh no. Man. Oh, my gosh. 
Bird lost steam around the 30-second mark. He started slowing down, and Virginia caught up, and she did that last one at the buzzer. Oh, oh man. I just didn't push it hard enough. I, I got to go back, watch the tape, and I got to get better. Bird <laughs> now drops to three and six. Ooh. Three wins, six losses, and world record Wednesday. I got to get to 500 by the end of the year. If not, you guys can do whatever you want to me. Really? That's what I said last week, but why don't you say it on the air? <laughs> I got a few things I need to order then, so. Yeah. Let me get that order and I get on Amazon. I, I got to go to adult video warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> I got to start padding my stats. Man, I should have had suits coming here. <laughs> I should have destroyed him. <laughs> Somebody said if suits would have done this, he'd be out for a week. <laughs> I'd say a month, actually. Seriously, <laughs> like, dog, please don't make me do this. <laughs> Y'all, burpees are no joke. I cannot believe th- those are some of the tougher ones, Kev. Do not burpees underestimate. Are, no, burpees are completely nasty. If, if you want to drop somebody super fast, the, the burpees are just, they're, they're terrible. They really are. It's just rough. I feel like that is a way you will lose some belly fat. You'll you'll you'll, you'll burn some calories doing oh, that. No, solid. Oh yeah, yeah, solid. Yeah, when I was uh, when I was my leanest, my trainer would start me off with a hundred burpees before we do the workout, and it was just. Oh. Uh, it was just, it was a tough day. You looked like you were in prison when you used to work. I remember that. Oh, yeah. You just looked like you were captive. Oh, it was just one hour of pure <laughs> torture. It made me sad. It was rough. Well, people <laughs> used to see you working out with your trainer, and they were like, what's he training for? American Ninja Warrior? And yeah. your trainer would be like, no, radio. Radio. <laughs> I went in there to do a video one time, and I was like, Denny, stop filming. This is too much. I, I don't want the world to see this. Kevin looks sad. <laughs> He's so broken. <laughs> Throw the damn towel. Yeah. Yes. That was uh, pretty tough. All right. So there you go. Another great world record Wednesday. That video is existing on YouTube. If you didn't get to see it live, you can go back and watch it on demand. Just go to YouTube and look for the KVJ show. People fighting online, losing their minds. So we read the crazy crap they write and have a fun time. Well, get ready for this week's digital drama. Okay, we got a post here from Char, who is ranting about how she was called out for being too loud and obnoxious, and she's all butthurt about what was said about her. So, she takes it, of course, to social media. Uh, Jaybird, you can play the role of Char here today. Virginia can be Kristen. Denny's will be Brian. And I will play the role of Armando. Okay. Going ahead there, Char. I guess I just can't be myself. I guess I'm just too loud and annoying for my friends and my family. Sorry for being my natural self. Won't do it again. Excuse me for living my best life. Who said this to you? You are perfect the way you are, queen. Don't change for anybody. Uh, stop lying to Char, Brian. She needs to do and be better. Stop defending hurtful alcoholics. She's not a queen. She's a nightmare. Oh, I'm an alcoholic? Oh, get real. I only had five White Claws. Those aren't even strong drinks. You smoke weed, Kristen. You sound like a stupid-ass hypocrite. Please stop fighting. This gives me anxiety to read all this. Be kind and treat each other like the queens you are. Chara, stop playing the victim. You called my 15-year-old daughter a whore in front of a big group of people. Oh, Oh, a whore? Five white claws is a lot, and you also drank tequila. (laughs) You're out of line, so just shut your pie hole. 
you should never talk to a woman, and you should never tell a woman to shut up like that. It's 2023, dude. Stop being such an overly masculine bully. And for the record, there's barely any alcohol in a White Claw. Char can handle her liquor just fine. Um, Armando, I never called your 15-year-old daughter a whore. I said she was dressed like a whore, oh. which, by the way, uh, she was. And my White Claw consumption is not any reason your daughter looked like a hoe, which she did. So I get it. You just don't like when I spit facts and I speak truth. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, you need a HR. Nobody wants to be around you anymore. And you constantly smell like rotting fish. Oh. Seriously, you smell awful these days. And it's because you drink too much. Make changes, girl, and get right with the Lord Jesus Christ. Cristo, and if you can't find Jesus, for the love of God, please find a shower with soap. Oh, wow. <laughs> Rotting fish. Wow, that's that's disgusting char. Not a good look. Or a good smell. Or a good anything. <laughs> smells like sargasm. <laughs> chargasm. Oh, chargasm. Oh, that's, that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got a post here. Adam just went on a date and he's ranting because his date loves the Joe Rogan podcast and he is not a fan or of his audience. So I will play the role of Adam. Virginia, you can be Mark. We'll have Bird be Jody and Denny's. You can be Amanda. Okay. Says here, I just went on a date with some chick I met through a friend. She's an avid Joe Rogan listener. Talk about a deal breaker. I don't date stupid people. People who listen to Rogan are dumb. Uh, next. <laughs> uh, bro, you didn't like a woman because she listens to Joe Rogan? Dude, you sound like a judgmental douche. No wonder you never get laid. Oh, for real, Mark. Who doesn't give someone a chance because of the podcast they listen to? Joe Rogan is a voice for our generation. Joe Rogan is not the voice of our generation. That's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That dude takes horse medicine. Anybody who listens to that horse boy moron and what he has to say should be shamed. You are a part of our country's problem. Rogan should be banned. He's the reason we have an out... Right, civil war about to brew. Not to mention, he fat shames people. I identify as a plus-size model. I also suffer from weight worrying, so I can comment on this. I find Rogan's podcast offensive, and it's hurting our country. When did everyone get so mentally weak? Jody, you suffer from weight worrying? What the hell does that even mean? <laughs> you don't like Joe Rogan because you're fat? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Uh, you're fat and confusing. <laughs> I totally agree, Mark. Some of the people on this thread need to grow a pair. Seems like most were raised by overweight, fragile soccer moms, and it shows. We are so screwed if we ever get invaded by Russia. You can't defend an invaded. You can't defend an invaded country with a bunch of fat, spineless snowflakes. <laughs> You sound like you're drunk, Amanda. Nobody said Russia is going to invade America. We are just saying that Joe Rogan is a toxic man, and some of us are sick of that kind of little D energy. No. Times are changing. The future is female, not Rogan. Get over it. Rogan is trash. If you listen to him, we can't be friends. Block me now, or I'll block you later when I get to it. It's either Adam or Rogan. You pick. <laughs> So random. <laughs> One or the other. 
Before you pick an Adam Rogan. Uh, I don't know. Adam sounds like a little dorky. <laughs> Kevin did the hey, that's not, I'm He's not dorky. Too, you're too involved. Kevin says you did the perfect voice. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for all the screenshots you're doing of the amazing threads that are out there. If you see a little fight brewing up, you're like, ooh, this is good and juicy. That means screenshot it and then send it to us. Mail at kvjshow.com. KVJ. It's the KVJ. Dirt of the day. It's the KVJ. Dirt of the day. Virginia, take it away, because you know we need that dirt of the day. Well, this is a profit. I guess uh, Brad Pitt just sold the house that he has had for nearly three decades. Brad Pitt bought his house from Elvira, the mistress of the dark. Oh, yeah. Way back in the day, he he bought this house from her for $1.7 million. He just sold it. For $39 million. Holy moly. Dying. Dying, Brad Pitt. That is a huge return on investment. I wonder if the new people that bought the house are going to be like sniffing the toilet seat because I would. Brad Pitt, <laughs> I'm sorry. I would just like to smell what's going on over there. Really? Yeah. Okay. I would totally sniff the toilet seat. This is, this is one of those things that you say on the air and about four hours later go, man, why did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm going to stand by it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Melissa Joan Hart and her husband were caught up in that horrifying scene that took place in Nashville. Oh, my gosh. So Melissa's kids go to school right near the school where the shooting was in Nashville. Now, luckily, her kids weren't in school yesterday. She was going for parent-teacher conferences. And here she is talking a little bit about just how close to home this was for her and awful. For those of you that know, I live in Nashville and what's been going on here today. um, My kids go to school right next to a school where there was a shooting today. And um, we moved here from Connecticut where we were in a school a little ways down from Sandy Hook. So this is our second experience with a school shooting with our um, kids being in close proximity. Wow. My goodness. Yeah, it just kind of goes to show you, too. You just, in America, you can't get away from them. Uh, you know, you get, you pick up and move. And then, unfortunately, you know, we know too well in South Florida that uh, they happen everywhere. That is horrifying. Mm-hmm. Luckily, we are all okay. But my husband and I were on our way to school for conferences. And uh, we helped a class of kindergartners across a busy highway that were climbing out of the woods. They were trying to um, escape. The shooter situation at their school so we helped all these tiny little little kids cross the road and get their teachers over there and we helped mom reunite with her children i just i i don't know what to say anymore it is just enough is enough and um just pray pray for the families hmm. Dang. okay that's heavy yeah it is uh and on a lighter note uh right here in south florida Uh, Danielle Brigoli just turned 20 years old and had a party here in Florida. That's all she... Why do I feel like she's 43? She's She's been around forever. She's not even legally old enough to drink. She's 20. Someone tells me she drinks, though. I don't know. It's just a guess, and that's alleged, of course. (laughs) Yeah, the bad baby. I don't think she follows the drinking laws. (laughs) She's bad. She's a baby. It's just a hunch, again. Uh Uh-huh. Ah, and that's what's going on in your dirt. Okay. It's time for viral audio. So had your kids, had your wife. Double rainbow all the way across the sky. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, I just had to figure it's only going to be a matter of time before they came out with a Florida Man series. 
There's so much talk about Florida Man and all the dumb things that Florida Man does. So Netflix is jumping all on it with a new series that is going to be coming out here in April. That's awesome. This is great timing. We're in the middle of doing a Florida Man video for KVJ. Wow. This is, this is great timing. So topical and so timely. Well, this is going to be dropping on April 13th. The show is about a disgraced cop with gambling debts who takes a mission from a Philly mobster re- to return his girlfriend to him safely in exchange for having his debts wiped clean. So they're taking, it sounds like per episode, so it's going to be a different story, maybe? I would. Well, I think it's going to be the same story that's going to run through the whole thing. Got yeah. It's about this disgraced cop. He's got the gambling debts. You got the Philly mobster. He needs to deliver his girlfriend to him to have those debts wiped clean. And then there's a love story because he winds up banging the mobster's girlfriend. Oh, boy. That's yeah. never a good thing. That's oh. never a good thing. Here's what Florida man sounds like. Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm a gambler. Lost my job, lost my wife. I'm paying off all my debt. By working for the gangster you owe it to? She's gone. I need you to go and get her. Where did she go? Florida. I bring her back. I walk away clean forever. My entire debt. Fine. I'm tracking down this woman. My employer is concerned for the woman's safety. Let me persuade it. How are you going to get a gun? This is Florida. The damn state is shaped like a gun. The damn state is shaped like a gun. It's Florida. It's shaped like a couple things. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That ain't a gun. (laughs) Wait a minute. What is that? What is going on? Will you watch that? I might check it out. I don't know how good it's going to be. It looks kind of bad i think they sh- if they did a real series on florida man you know that sounds like that's scripted if they right. really did a i thought it was going to be an intervention types kind of a show i'm not gonna lie yeah i was i was slightly disappointed when i saw where they were going with it because some of those florida man headlines because we, we've been researching yeah. it they really sound as if they're made up the florida the florida man really is next level out out to lunch. He's crazy. crazy. He's fascinating. It doesn't make any sense. He's ludicrous, but that's why we like him. Exactly. Yeah, it would be kind of amazing if they would uh, kind of got a different route with that. Yeah. Well, just to let you know, Florida Atlantic University, them fight nows are heading off to Houston today to appear in the Final Four. They're going to actually be having a rally at 9 a.m. on the west side of Baldwin Arena there at FAU's campus in Boca Raton. If you want to go and see them off, get there by 8.55 and wave them off. They're uh, heading out of PBIA at 11 a.m. this morning as they uh, go to Houston. And uh, it's pretty cool exactly uh, what they've done this year. They're talking about just the merch that's moving now for FAU. I was out yesterday. I must have seen 20 FAU shirts. Nice. I'm really happy for FAU. It is really cool. And just listen to some of the numbers with it. FAU's men's basketball set a record for attendance this year, with the final seven games being the biggest crowds in school history, all over 3,100 people, which I know doesn't sound like a lot. 
because, you know, when you're talking about getting to NRG Stadium in Houston, just to put it in perspective, FAU was getting 3,100 people. That FAU, that that stadium, it basically um, has more attendance than FAU had the entire year going 17-0 and at home. Wow. Yeah, so it's, it's a big arena they're going to be in. So it's kind of like if you've seen the movie Hoosiers. It's a little bit like that kind of David and Goliath type of story. My men are on the court. Yeah. And back in 2018, when they hired Coach Dusty May to come to FAU, they were getting an average of 200 fans a game. Aww. 200 fans a game is uh, where they were. And now look at what's going on with FAU. Yeah, I was thinking, as a player, would you rather be on a on a big-time school team and have the, the big the big school experience and everyone knows you're good and you're expected to win or be a Cinderella story where no one expected you to yeah. do it and then you're now in the you're in the limelight. What would be better? I like Cinderella man. The Cinderella story is great and it's awesome. The thing that sometimes is troubling with the Cinderella story is that at the end of the year the coach winds up meeting their prince who has a much bigger purse than living with the wicked stepmother. They would rather get out of there and go somewhere else. Uh, from what I've seen, just uh, some light numbers float around. I think Coach Dusty Mays may be clearing about 300 k a year, and I just know I think Ohio State's basketball co- coach makes $3.1 Are they going to snatch our Dusty? I, I think it's, that's the one thing that's tough. I mean, unless KVJ opens up a GoFundMe <laughs> to get some money for to keep Coach Dusty May and Boca Raton. It's I hard just, to start a GoFundMe for a guy that makes $300,000 a year. I know, right, yeah. <laughs> and you see that in writing, you're like, wait a minute. Is he hitting the old Dusty Trails on us? Is he leaving? Uh, it could be Dusty Trails. Dusty Trails, trails to, to you. you. Oh, he's, he's so gone. He's already on his horse. Yeah. He's already signed a different deal. He, he may not come back. I don't know. He, Damn, yeah. Dusty. Wave goodbye to him forever. I don't know. He, he may be gone. They say that Dusty May has done more media interviews in the past few weeks than he did in his first five years. Wow. I feel Florida bad Atlantic. for saying this, but this is the first I heard about FAU basketball being good. Was this a story that was developing all year long? Halfway through, yeah. were people going, all right. Yeah, 17-0. and 0. F- FAU, yeah, okay. They were. I mean, they only wound up losing three games the entire year. And uh, it was after they went on a run. I remember right about when they were, I think, 11-game win streak. People were like, what's going on in Boca Raton? And they started paying attention a little bit. When I saw them... You know, with their record going in as a nine seed in the tournament, I'm like, you know, they could create some noise. I think they're a little underrated, and that's it when you look at the seeds saying, I think they're better than a nine seed. You hear that? Kevin wants to get his sports show back. I, <laughs> yeah. I thought they were number nine seed. Well, things worked out. The number one seed that they were supposed to play, Purdue, was going to be, and they got knocked off by the 16 seed. So it kind of cleared the path for FAU. When I saw Purdue lose, I'm like, hey, FAU could have a good run here. Purdue, per don't. Yes. <laughs> Purdue, I only like them for their chicken. And so now all the FAU alumni are kind of coming out of the uh, woodworks, including Scott Thompson, who is a big FAU grad and a big fan. Do you know who Scott Thompson is? Uh, the Scott Thompson? No. Okay. <laughs> it's Carrot Top. Oh, yeah. dude, yes. Carrot we Top. We love Carrot Top. We do like Carrot Top. Yeah. He is such a good guy. Carrot Top is a graduate of Florida Atlantic University in Boca Raton. He majored in marketing there. Okay. But I went yeah. to FAU. That was the main thing you always heard. Carrot Top graduated from yeah. FAU. Yeah. And uh, he was on WPTV this morning morning doing an interview talking about how he feels about FAU basketball. So you have no idea what an inspiration you've done to not only the city of, of Boca Raton or the college of FAU, but the, the country. 
because the country watches this tournament. This is like the world watches this tournament. He's the motivator. He's the one that keeps all the kids together, keeps them focused, keeps them believing in what they what they do believe. There he is talking about Coach Dusty May, who's done an unbelievable job. Don't leave us, Dusty. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so gone. Well, somebody puts like some really sticky, like heavy shoes on Dusty. He's trying to run. I, I, I think somebody needs to drop a bag on Dusty. In sports terms, that means he needs a big wad of cash. The only person that can keep Dusty is Carrot Top. That's the only guy that can keep him to stay. Get him to stay here. Carrot Top's got a show in Vegas on Saturday night, so he can't watch it live, but he says he's going to record it and watch it. I've seen Carrot Top in a bunch of interviews, and he talks about how people have always messed with him, and people have been jerks to Carrot Top. Although he's respected in the the comedian circles, and he sells out. The guy makes a lot of money, so I don't know where the hate comes from from a Carrot Top. It's almost kind of like a Nickelback. He's like the Nickelback of comedy. It kind of becomes hack after a while. We get it. Yeah, we get it. But I love Carrot Top. If you haven't seen him live and you just bag on him, you need to go see him live because he is funny. Agree. I like Carrot Top. Mm -hmm. We've got our own tournament of towns and a final four for the best city in South Florida. We started with 64. 60 have been eliminated, including all of our number one seeds. West Palm Beach got knocked out by Hutchinson Island. Of all places. Is Hutchinson Island on steroids? I want them to paint a cup. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. Here they are as an 11 seed in the final four. They're taking on Palm Beach Gardens, and they've got a two-vote lead on Palm Beach Gardens right now. They're going to meet their maker. Gardens always likes to come from behind. Okay, so we'll see how that goes. And we got a battle of the Keys going on as well, with Key West going up against Isla Mirada, and Isla Mirada's got a four-vote lead on Key West. Really? I just, I don't don't get what's going on here. Our our voting is very wonky. That is wonky. that's what we wound up with. We let you guys choose at kvjshow.com. My KVJ show. Okay, time for some makeup or break up going on here. What do you think about this? This is uh, about one of those destination weddings. It says, uh, my fiance's insulting wedding invite strategy. It says, I'm getting married in the Dominican Republic in June. My fiance sent the invites out in January, so people had time to plan travel and hotels. Some members of my family, though, let me know that they seem to be left off the list because they never received any invite. So when I talked to my fiance about it, she admitted that she selectively only invited people that she assumed could afford the trip. And she excluded our poorer relatives. My fiance justified this, saying that the invitations were expensive. That decision, as expected, has upset many people. Both of our mothers are upset that she would make such assumptions, and my mother even said that I should think twice about marrying her because she is judgmental and cold. My fiance said that I could have been more involved in this conversation in January, and admittedly, I only glanced at her invite list, and she and our planner took care of the rest. I want my fiance to now send out invites to the relatives she left out and let them make the decision to come or not. She says our budget just won't allow more invites. What? So I told her, look, we need to adjust the budget and this is the only way out. If she refuses, would this be a deal breaker for you? Absolutely. She picked and chosen members of your family based on what she believed their income was. Yep. And now they're upset that they didn't get invited. Like, she's causing all this family right. drama. And she won't buy a few more invitations to make up for the harm she caused. 
Run, brah. Because the issue that you've got here is this is only a snapshot of your life. If right. she is doing this now, there's going to be other pieces of drama she's going to create later. And the headaches and the anguish you're going through in this moment will last a lifetime. And you don't want that. And she's hurting people in your family. And then when you give her the opportunity to make it better, she's doubling down and doesn't want to. I would call the whole wedding off and call your family and say, you know what? You don't have to worry about that destination wedding. It's not happening. Yeah. They're they're so happy if you tell them that. Seriously, dude. This girl is dangerous. She is, and this is a really dangerous situation. And these destination weddings, to try to get them right, it it is a tough rub. But only selectively inviting people is not the way to go. No, invitations are not that expensive compared to the hurt you cause by not sending one. Mm -hmm. She's a moron. Yeah. They say that um, 66% of those who declined to go to a destination wedding ended up losing friends over it. And sadly, I think they say the market for destination weddings has increased by 35%. So more people are doing it than they ever have before. Here's what I don't understand. Here's my hot take on the whole thing. People get so bent out of shape about these wedding invitations and all that. And are they kind of a little outdated? Can't you just text people? Hey, the <laughs> wedding. Seriously, though, what's the difference between texting Kevin to come to my wedding and then spending all this money on a wedding? envelope and all this crap it's it's just another to do and it's another cost I, I said that one time in front of people who love weddings they about shot me you cannot get rid of wedding invitations <laughs> i mean technically you could you could do yeah. what's called an evite or a paperless post or i mm. see it all the time i rsvp to stuff all the yeah. time for other events <laughs> That aren't as formal as a wedding. It can be totally done all on your email. They bit my head off going, you cannot invite people without an invitation. Why? Said who? The (laughs) wedding police? I think you can do whatever you want. Here it is. It's your wedding, so you do what you want. If you want to send something through the mail, chimp, do it. Am I talking crazy over here with these ideas? You're just thinking outside of the box, and I think the traditionalists want you to have a paper invitation. And I get it. You know, it's formal. It's fancy. It's special. Stupid. But it's expensive. It's expensive. It's another thing to worry about. It it just doesn't, in the grand scheme of things, doesn't make sense. And if you want an invitation, just make up one invitation, frame it, and put it on your wall. If that's the... I guess maybe the old people don't have an email. Like, my grandma don't have no email. I feel like Mm. everyone should have email. My grandma don't have an email, bruh. She's in her 90s. Such a small... Just a destination (laughs) wedding, to me, is tough. I mean, unless you're keeping it really small with a smaller group of people, I don't know how many people you could expect to invite. And I'm not surprised by the number. 66% of people say they've lost friends over destination weddings. And I'm starting to see it now because, you know, my kids are mid-20s, and they're in that wedding age where now they're friends they're starting to get those invites and a couple of their friends are starting to get married and they say if you are gen z or in that age you need to start budgeting for your weddings they say that the average person is spending 611 dollars per year on weddings in their 20s wow so if you're on a tight budget going into the next year you need to expect to probably lay out six to seven hundred dollars just so you can go to these weddings if you're worried about losing friends 
That's a lot of pressure to put on a friendship, isn't it? It is, especially when you're young. You know, you're usually a young person when you're in this wedding season of your life from age like 23 to 35. That's the prime wedding season. You're not established in your career completely. Right. So you don't have the money to be spending all this extra on somebody else's party. If Mm -hmm. I ever decide to walk the plank and get married. It's walk the aisle. Oh yeah, I always get that mixed up. Yeah, they, I, I, I come, go. I don't give a crap. Right. Um, I, 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 That's how I was. I was like, look, if you want to be there, be there. If you can't be there, I completely understand. I, I really do understand if you don't want to go. Nobody is going to have to, nobody's going to want to celebrate your wedding as much as you do. And that would be my first wedding. I, I, don't, I don't really don't think I'd be offended. If you guys said I can't go, yeah, right. I'd go, yeah, I get it. I understand. But, but I'm not booze, Virginia. <laughs> there's not enough booze in the world to get him to walk the plank. There's, it's not going to happen. And if you are putting out invitations for a destination wedding, they say expect 44% of those people to turn down the invitation for financial reasons. It's a good reason. Totally. And you can't get mad if somebody says, you know what, I just can't afford it. And you may be going, I don't know, man. I see you drive a really nice car. and you. It's not, that, that, yeah. that's not the same Anybody thing. Anybody who says that, I don't want to be friends with them yeah, anyway. Make it really easy that I can just wipe you off the face of my earth, eliminate you completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's happening more than ever. And it's happening in a time when inflation is going through the roof and we have less money than ever. Like, why are we doing more expensive things when we have less money? How do you make weddings more annoying? How is that even possible? Okay, well, we found a way. Make it a destination. <laughs> yep. All right, if you got a makeup or breakup, you can send us an email, mail at kvjshow.com. We'll give you a ruling on it. Also, we got your confessions on the way. You can text them into us anonymously, 877-979-WRMF. What is a secret you are holding on to you're just dying to tell somebody? Give it to us right now. It's KVJ. Got uh, several comments about destination weddings, now more popular than they have ever been. And it really is hitting a younger generation. It doesn't have a lot of money. You got inflation, and now your friends all want you to fly to a different country or spend a lot of money to watch them get married. Got to get that gift, too. <laughs> right. You don't, actually. Protocol, if someone is getting married and having a destination wedding, your presence is your gift if you are paying for airfare and hotel. Of course. Uh, we, we know that. Social media don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> well, some of the text comments that we got, this one text says, I am a wedding coordinator, and 80% of our weddings that I book are destination weddings. Wow. And these brides are expecting their family and friends to come to Florida to their wedding. It's real cheap. And they're given tood when they don't. Mm-hmm. That's just tough. That's the biggest problem is is the tood. You got to invite everybody that would make a normal wedding friend list. You can't do what that email was like that we have for makeup or breakup where she selectively thought who she had the budget to do a destination wedding. That's very insulting. Don't do that. I saw somebody that moved to Hawaii, and it wasn't a wedding, but it was, it was some kind of a thing. They moved to Hawaii, and then they went on social media and started ripping on their family and friends, going, they don't come to see me to Hawaii, blah, to blah, blah. To Hawaii? We're like, every comment was, girl, do you know you moved to Hawaii? It's <laughs> so expensive it's to cheap. go there. Most people can't just 
pick up, mm. and that's, yeah. that would be a year planning for most people, yeah. right? And then that's gonna and hit, saving, and it's gonna hit them right in the shorts. Yeah, <laughs> <And> they're <laughs> complaining. Uh, Some of the other comments: Why not send a save the date note with the venue info, including its destination, before the wedding invite? That gives you an idea of how many people can make it. That's what a friend of mine did. Her wedding was in Jamaica. I love it. Okay. As much notice as you can give people is great. Another text says, I am an event coordinator at a country club in Vero Beach, and I am recently engaged, and I am also having a destination wedding, and I plan on sending out an evite type of invite. I see so much wasted money on paper products. Thank you. Someone's backing me up. Mm. Stop wasting money on the invites. People are going, bird, it's tradition. I get it. Sometimes tradition wears out. You're right. And there's a time (laughs) when you can look at it and go, do I want to spend $1,000 on paper invitations? Or do I just want to, you know, send everybody an email? $1,000 is so much. And people spend way more than that. Kev, I ever get married. This is a big if. Okay. It'd be, hey, Kev, text. I'm getting married. Uh, it's on the 3rd, and I'll see you there. If you want to come, great. If yeah, not, okay. no biggie. Boom, You'll be able to find the church. It'll be the one that the lightning strikes. Guess how much that just cost me? Zero. Zero. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and another comment here says they really want their friends at the wedding. Turn on a Zoom link. That way they can, quote, be at the wedding, and they can do with wherever and want to have it, whatever destination they want, and people can still check into your wedding. I love it. Okay. Go Facebook Live, Zoom, any of that. That is a thing that's happening, and it's even getting weird to the point where some people are FaceTime or Facebook Live and are doing going streaming funerals. Mm, okay. are, I know, I know. I like that. I, I get it. Mm-hmm. I, because it gives everybody yeah. a chance to participate. And yeah. it's expensive sometimes to go to somebody's funeral, especially like out of town. And if it's okay with the family... And you, you, because I'm pretty sure you can set that to private where you only invite people. Mm. I get you would be upset if you try to do a, a funeral streaming and, you know, on KVJ TV and anybody could go in there. Oh, the dead body looks fat, you know. Yeah, anyone, they're trolling them. Yeah, yeah. that Ooh. would not be good. Shouldn't troll a corpse. No, no yeah. it's not good. No, it's not a good look. All right, we've got uh, your confessions. People have uh, been sending in to us. A lot of people text them in 877-979-WRMF. Uh, This confession says, I worked at a private golf club, and on my last day, I decided to relieve myself in the rudest member's golf bag. Oh, dang. You could. Number one or number two? You know it's number two. It's the last day. You could easily do that at, I've worked at four golf country clubs. Could you poo with freedom in the bag at all of them? You could easily poof in someone's bag, and they wouldn't know it for a minute. If they play every day, they'd know the next day, but. There'd be some time mixed in there. You really could do that. Wow. But then they could DNA it. Oh, yeah. And they have the money to do so. Oh, yeah. They'd be like, this is a passion project. <laughs> what if it was your last day? Don't submit to the cheek swab. <laughs> this uh, confession says, my ex-fiance left me for my best friend 10 years later. Dang. That's I am, sad. Yeah. For my best friend, and 10 years later, I'm laughing at their failing marriage and all the horrible things they say about each other on social media. Dang. So she's thoroughly enjoying that. That's, that's a rough, sad story, though. 
It is, and that's the only, I guess, joy that she finds is the fact that uh, they're out 10 years later, their marriage is miserable, and they hate each other, and there you go. You got what you wish for. There's a Jim Croce song about that very thing. I'll send you guys a link. Who's Jim Croce? <laughs> Kids, Google Jim Croce, please. Why are all your references so old, Papa? K-R-O-G. <laughs> I can't even spell it. It is spelled odd, too. No one can spell Jim Croce. <laughs> right. Jim struggles to spell it. C-R-O-W. You're so right. Chi. It's not, it's not coming up. <laughs> uh, this confession says, I know my husband has finally broke up with his mistress because he's back to being miserable and stopped shaving his pubes. Wow. wow. You can't tell the mental state of somebody by their pH shavings yeah yeah your grooming habits yeah you can see where somebody is mentally because it does seem if you're in a dark place mentally it seems like your hygiene starts to fall off a bit (laughs) you don't care about nothing it just takes a bit of a dip (laughs) it's very true uh this confession says my ex-mother-in-law plays the same numbers on the lottery every single time so every week i go and buy four tickets with the exact same number so if she wins she only gets 20 percent of the jackpot let go of the hate <laughs> let go of the that's anger that's a lot man it is so much that's work a lot. that's so much work it's just so much anger you can let go of it's <laughs> a lot of work and i mean what are the odds it's actually gonna ever you know give you satisfaction <laughs> i get it gives you satisfaction but it's I don't, know. I don't know if it's coming from a good place. Yeah, probably not good. Uh, this confession says, I am a pastor who started using ChatGPT to come up with sermons after hearing you all talking about it so much. No way. How do you feel about that? And that's kind of... Well, listen to this. It says, my congregation's now been complimenting me on how brilliant they are, but I didn't mention the change. I am a much better preacher, but I feel like I'm sinning to do it. Conflicted. <laughs> Dude, Jesus is watching. Doc, he's living it. I don't think he, I think he's living it. They're a all false complimenting life. on these great sermons, but he doesn't want to admit that he's pulling them off of Chat GPT. He's kind of coming off like a false prophet. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. This sounds like a movie. It does, doesn't it? Oh, everyone, he, it becomes the most popular church. They get funding now. Oh, yeah. It's all because of ChatGPT. <laughs> Donations are up. <laughs> Dang. Okay. Uh, this person, too, I guess we steered them to a confession. It says, uh, Lydia the Lizard has inspired me, so here is my confession. I live out of state, and when I came to visit during the cold months, my boyfriend caught a lizard, and it's been living its best life in a fish tank under a heat lamp being fed crickets. Since we brought him home, it's an invasive species to Florida, and I'm going to keep him until he's dead. So I don't feel like I did anything too bad, but there's a photo of their lizard inspired by Lydia. Wow. They took one home in their bag, and now it's living with them in a cold state. It's amazing how much uh, press Lydia the Lizard's got, and there's a song coming out. It turns out these lizards have developed friendships with a lot of people. It's not just you, Jay Bird. It's a weird thing. Sometimes people are in a weird place mentally, mm-hmm. and these lizards come crawling into your life, and they act very dog-like at moments. That's yeah. what people say. Mm-hmm. It's like a little pet dog. Lydia the Lizard will follow me around my backyard, I've set up 
lizard stations for her. Aww. She knows when she can hear my Jeep come into the parking lot. Yeah. And then she rolls up. I can sit crisscross applesauce right next to Lydia the lizard. And she just looks at me as if it was a dog. Yeah, right. I don't know, man. She kind of crawls in my heart. I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> uh, Who would have known? We I, thought maybe you were going to get a replacement dog for Chewy and you got a replacement lizard. I'm emotionally invested. I don't like it. You're okay. getting further and further away from wife every day. <laughs> I don't know. I'm okay with that. If, if Lydia looks sick, would you try taking her to the vet? I, I don't. And can you take an invasive species to the vet? I'll get shamed. I'm already getting. I don't know what would happen. People yeah. are already shaming me already. I get it. Because she's what a curly tail lizard. I guess are technically an invasive species here. They're telling me I'm ruining South Florida. I go. I think there's a couple other things. But you are for many reasons. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I've done way worse stuff for South Florida. <laughs> the things that we've done to bring South Florida down. This is not the one's going to take it out. Ah, you fed a lizard a few blueberries. Who cares? Exactly. It's, she loves blueberries. Yeah, <laughs> loves them. She does. This confession says, before going to the gyno, I found a spray in my daughter's room, and I used it down there to make sure I smelled nice for the nurse. Uh Uh-oh. Then at the gyno, I hear her giggling. I never asked about it, but I checked immediately when I got home. Apparently, I'd used a glitter spray, and my vagina looked like it had been out at a nightclub. (laughs) Wow. that's. You're not supposed to spray anything up there. Okay. Especially like some kind of glitter what perfume. What about on there? Can you spray it, a light? You better make sure it is pH balanced properly and it's supposed to go there. Don't spray perfume or glitter spray or any of that. Not even on top of the, the taco shell. Correct? I wouldn't even go there. I wouldn't either because then with perspiration, you could have... Um, you know, issues. There's a very delicate pH going on down there, and you don't want to put anything foreign that could throw it off. My mom was big mm. in that. Make sure you don't put any foreign objects like, like that under your private parts, because, yeah, it, it can cause infections. Be cool. Okay. All right. Uh, another confession here. It says, when I was a small child and I went shopping in the supermarkets with my father, we used to often skip down the aisles holding hands. Now, on the rare occasion, we actually get to go shopping together. We still do it. I'm 42. He's 61. Oh, that's beautiful. Isn't that nice? It's beautiful to y'all. It looks weird to everyone else. (laughs) (laughs) But it is. It's beautiful. Dance like no one is watching. (laughs) If you live by them rules. That's nice. All right. Thank you for all your confessions. We'll continue to try to uh, get through them. Just keep uh, texting them into us, 877-979-WRMF, 877-979-9763. There is a homeowner in North Fort Myers that assumed something was going on in their attic because they kept seeing insulation that was dropping from the ceiling and into their hallway. Oh, that's not good. It's probably animals. They called the police to come and investigate because they were too scared to go check it out. What did they find? I'll tell you next. KVJ. Ow! (laughs) There's a lot of dumbass criminals to talk about, baby. It's the whacked out news. People breaking the law. Ha ha, fighting in the nude. Ha drunk people pooping in the street. Ha ha, it's the whacked out news. Something's got to be going on in our attic. Insulation keeps hitting the floor. Would you go up and check Virginia? I don't know. I probably would be dumb enough to go up there. Okay. (laughs) Because I would think, oh, it's got to be like an animal or something. Yeah. Well, this is happening to 
some people in North Fort Myers, and they did not want to go check their attic, so they called the police. To they come were smart. And see what's going on? Yeah, they did okay. it right. So immediately, I'm thinking, all right, is, is an alligator get up there? And then I'm starting to think, wait a minute, is this is this a human? I, I started kind of going through the worst case scenario. Yeah, yeah. The uh, deputies, when they got there, they saw the insulation, like, okay, something's going on. Then they actually heard some footsteps. <gasps> And they were like, Footsteps. all right. So they, they went up. They realized somebody was up there. And they started looking around. And they didn't see anything. So they had to use some non-lethal gas um, because they could see like a little something. But they looked. And this dude had actually taken himself. And the reason why the insulation was falling down, he had buried himself in the insulation and was using the vent right there to breathe oxygen. It was a man, not a gator. It was a man, not a gator, who was hiding up there. He was trying to burglarize the home. Dang. Yeah. He was waiting for them to leave, and then he would drop down from the attic and steal all their stuff. And that's the best case scenario. You, yeah. you hope that's all he was there to do. You mm-hmm. hope he didn't have a murderous heart. Well, how do you know what he wasn't there to do more? What, why? Because he told you he wasn't? I'm sure he's real trustworthy. Yeah, we're not going to believe this guy, Kevin. Well, he's got a long criminal history and numerous drug charges, and uh, he had broken a window to get into the attic and uh, was, I guess, sneaking down and using their appliances and everything else in the house, and they would take off. Wow. So that clearly horrifies you more than a gator being up there. A, a, a man. Yeah. He was living up there. That, that's way more When scary. they would leave the house, he would go down in the kitchen and make himself a sandwich. And you've had about, I would say, 20 stories since I've been on the show where someone has been living secretly in someone's house and they had no idea about it. Yeah. Closet. Yeah. That's why it's good if you're poor and you have a small house. Because you have a big house where you don't use some right. of the rooms. Somebody could be living in there. You had a story where a dude was living in a woman's closet. Yeah. For for like five days. And it does she happen, didn't yeah. know because it was like a spare bedroom that oh. she never uses. And it was a closet that she never goes in. Hell no. It's pretty insane. <laughs> This is kind of scary, too. There was a man from Missouri that got arrested on Saturday after violating a protection order, which he had been served less than 40 minutes before. Wow. They gave he him couldn't the, wait an hour? No, they gave him their protection order. They're like, going, stay away from this person. He's like, cool, give me that. Thanks. And it went right out after him. Wow. He doesn't understand how the law works. I think he does. He doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. I got a friend who went to jail for that up in New York. He didn't take the protection order seriously and oh, rrr, really? went over there, and the cops came and arrested him quick. Wow. You, 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 you roll with some hard people. Yeah, you know, I'm from the streets. Well, this is uh, kind of smart. A guy used a tracking device to find his missing luggage in the airport in Atlanta. The device took yes. Jamil Reed straight to the suspect, Craig Nelson, who was literally wearing his clothes that he'd taken out of the luggage. Damn, Craig Nelson had on your outfit? Craig yeah. T. Nelson? It was a Craig T. Nelson? Or another Craig Nelson? <laughs> I don't think it was Craig T. That's one of my favorite things to watch on YouTube now is where someone steals something, but they don't realize there's uh-huh. an air tag okay, in it. Yeah. They will yeah. confront the person that's they'll yeah. live stream it. It's always good drama. A lot of musicians, a lot of people that have a lot of equipment that they travel with, they now put air tags in everything. Okay. And you put it Smart. on the inside yeah. lining and mm-hmm. then you stitch it or you cover it up so they don't see the air tag. There was one where they the, the police went to 
the the house, and as soon as the guy opens the door, weed smokes just come out. He's like, are you guys smoking weed in there? Give us probable cause. <laughs> Here is Jamil Reed talking about finding his stolen luggage. I'm going to baggage claim and all that. I'm trying to look for my luggage. Standing there for like 30 some minutes or so, not seeing it. Eventually I pull my phone out because I have an air tag in my luggage. After I seen that, it was not in the airport. It was actually in Grady. This silver one right here, I have a tracking device in here and I tracked it here to you. And you have my shirt on. That's insane. Yeah, my shirt and my jeans. Dang. Wow. He's crooks, huh? He had his shirt and jeans yeah, on. on. That would be so weird to confront somebody. Wait a minute, you're, are you in my shirt? Did he go by himself? Because I feel like you need to bring some muscle with oh, you for that nah. visit. Always bring muscle. Okay. Always over muscle your unit. Another a dumb crook here. A guy in Washington State walked out of a Target with a cart full of stolen stuff. Unfortunately, he found a cop that was standing by his car. Big dummy. A car which he had also stolen. (laughs) And inside the car, a bunch of items he had stolen from another Target. I mean, dude. (laughs) It's dude. You're so sloppy. What? Very sloppy. (laughs) Yeah. Police in Nash County, North Carolina, near Raleigh, got an anonymous call about a cockfight that was about to go down. Oh, my. Cops went out when they arrived. They found a man standing guard at a gate and taking payments from vehicles coming into the property for the cockfight. Ruh-roh. Several attendees saw the cops and then scrambled to escape. (laughs) And they say that they were running to various locations with chickens under their arms. (laughs) Prize-fighting chickens. Chicken run. You hope the chickens got away, but I guess not. Yeah. They say the entry fee to get into the cockfight was 40 bucks, and they had about 30 vehicles there. Wow. So that's pay-per-view style for the chicken. Yeah, big stuff. They say three suspects were charged with cockfighting, which is a class one felony. Dang. Darn. Yeah, they don't take kindly to the, uh, the fighting. They yeah. shouldn't. It's not kind. Got a few new dumb challenges. One, the Stranger Bucket Challenge has people putting buckets on the heads of strangers and then filming their reactions. How's that going to go? Well, at a Target store in California, Lana Clay Monahan, a new mom of twin boys, was shopping for baby supplies when she was caught completely off guard by four teenagers who had tossed a bucket over her head while recording a video. Oh, my. The 30-year-old cancer survivor mom, who had developed epilepsy later in life, said the assault deprived her of air and she fainted right there and they had to rush her to the hospital. The teens ran out of the store and they tried to track them down. But yeah, the Stranger Bucket Challenge can come with some problems. Imagine that. Mm -hmm. That's weird. And another dumb thing going on, Beezin is back. Wait, what is Beezin? Well, it's a popular trend from a decade ago and now TikTok, of course, is bringing it back. People are putting Burt's Bees lip balm under their eyes and claiming it gets them high and enhances the effects of alcohol and helps them stay awake for partying and studying. But apparently the doctors don't like Beezin and here's why. The peppermint oil in the in the lip balm is a very strong irritant and can cause inflammation in the eye, redness of the eye, swelling. So again, don't do what you see on TikTok. I'm aging out of earth. Yes. <laughs> there you go. That's it. And that is your whacked out news. Coming up here in just a couple of minutes from TikTok, I've got a challenge here. Which 
TikTok video is more annoying? Oh, okay. I'm going to love to hate this. You're going <laughs> to love to hate this because both challengers are really good. You'll hear them coming up next. The KVJ Show. There's so many annoying videos on TikTok, but I found two today that really kind of stood out. It's the battle of the annoying TikTok. Which one do you think is more annoying? The first one I present to you is from Bunny Hedea. Her name is Bunny. Okay. <laughs> By the way, she's very attractive. Of course. Blonde hair, blue eyes, everything you would think. And she is living a fab life. You're not allowed to be named Bunny unless you have a bosom over a C cup either. So You can't, okay. you can't be broke down and be a bunny. <laughs> no flat bunnies. <laughs> Apparently, her and her husband, they are now separated, but he did a nice thing because, I guess, because of the separation in the upcoming divorce, he gifted her her own private jet, which she took to Key West to do some family bonding. And here is Bunny talking about it. My ex-husband gifted me a jet in our divorce. No, but seriously, my husband and I are separated right now and we're just taking a little break, but we wanted to keep things as normal for my son as we could. So we decided to take his best friend, which is also my best friend, is the mom, and take a little vacation to Key West for the day and hang out together and just really be a family and spend quality time together. One of the awesome things about having our airplane is that we can just go on little flights. So this is about a 45 minute flight to Key West. We just pop over for the day, hang out. My son gets to experience really cool things for the day. We don't have all of that luggage and baggage of spending anywhere for the night. And then we just go home and we had a super fun day. Super fun day. It hurts me physically. <laughs> this bit is physically hurting me. I, that's that's <laughs> what it's here for. And we just got started in it. I mean, I can feel my I have palpitations, Kevin. Yeah. Uh -huh. oh, oh, bunny. Oh, bunny. Now, there are other videos if you go and do a deeper dive into Bunny's TikTok. There are some people that have been calling her a gold digger. Oh, no. Not Bunny. Yeah, I, not I our Bunny. Now, now, her husband no. is considerably older than she is. There was a video that did say something about celebrating their 10-year anniversary, and it's not that old. So apparently things went south really fast. So she's in a raw state right now is what you're telling me. This, yes. This is a, an emotional bunny. Yeah. Her husband is Harry Hadea. He is a successful entrepreneur here in Florida. Apparently successful enough that he can just, you know, rip off a private jet and just be like, yeah, go ahead, take that. It's a little parting gift, I guess. So that is the first one that I have, Bunny in her private jet that was just gifted to her. The second really <laughs> annoying video I have from TikTok is going viral today. It's from a wedding videographer who posted this video of the vows that a groom gave to his bride. Now, the vows themselves, some people are calling into question for being a little tasteless or tacky or just crude. So tell me what you think about this groom and his vows. Only two things are required to keep me happy. Keep my belly full and my balls empty. What? <laughs> well, you're amazing at half of it. We really need to get you some cooking lessons. <laughs> Even when my belly isn't full, there is no one I could ever love more in this lifetime unless I actually get a chance to meet Margot Robbie. Since the beginning, I was always told... Life gets even better when the kids fall asleep and you tell me to come to the bedroom. 
Nothing's better than the sound of gagging and headboard slamming. Michael. P.S. Since you're so good at making decisions like Mary and me, you can choose whether tonight's going to end with being a toaster, strudel, or a Twinkie. <laughs> Friends are loving it. <laughs> All right. Mom's I'm, not. Being that I am his mom, I will deal with him later. He is grounded. By all means. Mm-hmm. Dude, know the room. Uh, I don't like it. Apparently the friends loved it. The video's racked over 18 million views now. It's blowing up on TikTok. They were all in on it. Most of them knew. I don't think the mom knew. She sounded genuinely pissed. Mm-hmm. Maybe the mom didn't know. I don't know. I don't know. And Kevin, it's every. I don't know. Which of the two do you find to be more annoying, Bunny in her private jet or the groom and his tacky vows? I don't like the groom. He's insulting to his bride. That is just the lowest. You're insulting your bride on her wedding day. That's the lowest form of dirtbag. She was giggling. She seemed like she was into it. I don't just like know it. in the room. I no. think I think they all knew about it. I think a lot of that was okay. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go viral. You're gonna re, you're gonna roast me. It's gonna be great. It's uh-huh. you're gonna destroy me. Everyone's gonna love it. So talk about what makes each video annoying, and then which one makes one more annoying than the other. <laughs> the first one is annoying because. She, A, is not living in reality. Yeah. And it's annoying because I guarantee you she had so many likes and shares and comments of people. 2.7 million views on that video of everybody checking out her fab life flying to Key West on a private plane with her kid. That It clearly has another dad than the person she's married to who gave her the jet. And the fact that Kevin just said fab life (laughs) for the second time. I think it was a hashtag. That's why I went with that. (laughs) Hashtag fab life. Yeah. If you want to find it, just go hashtag fab life on TikTok and it'll come up. I never want to find it, Kevin. Someone tells me it's going to find me. Okay, which one do you say is more annoying? (laughs) I'm going to go number one, but only because I think number two was a bit scripted. Okay, all right. Well, there you go. If you love that, there's a lot more annoying videos on TikTok. I prefer hashtag flab life. That's the one I'm into. That's the one we can do. Coming up here in a couple of minutes, Yelp has got its list of the top 100 places to eat in Florida. What made the list at the top? We'll break it down for you next. The KVJ Show. It's quite a competition. Which TikTok video was more annoying? Bunny was gifted a private jet by her soon-to-be ex-husband so that she could take little trips with her son and her girlfriends and their kids to Key West. And then we had the very tacky groom that had tasteless vows that his mom did not approve of but his friends were giggling at. The winner is Jaybird. It's got to be Bunny because I think Bunny was real and I think the other one was sort of scripted. Bunny got 61% of the vote. Tacky Groom, 39. Okay, all right. The okay. people side with me on so that. So Bunny has won the annoying now, TikTok battle. If that, if that was for real, that groom did that and nobody knew and you just rattled off that... That's different. It is different. Then you're, different you're, a, you're, a, you're a pig, Virginia. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bunny's not being a jerk to anybody. She's just elitist. He's actually being a douche. I don't like that freaking guy. But I think you get tricked by TikTok a lot. You think everything's real. TikTok's not real? I know. It's it's, it's hard to watch you go through this. Well, it's something that Virginia might speak to. Great places to eat in Florida. Yelp comes up with a list every year of the top 100 places to eat in Florida. 
I don't get the ranking system. It doesn't even make sense. I know. I don't get it either because I've been looking at this list going, what's going on? Yeah, it, it, well, it, it doesn't make sense because even by their own accord, I am looking at some places. The place that is number one in Florida is Plateau Sushi Thai Tapas in South Miami. It got 155 star reviews. And then you look at a place like Bukan on Palm Beach, which is all the way down the list at number 52. It got 614 reviews at four and a half stars. So it, how does 155 stars beat 614 four and a half? And that's with Yelp, you said? Well, yeah. Just the, yeah. I don't trust that. I don't either. Because Yelp, look, here's what happens. Most people don't write a good review. Most people that go to Yelp write a bad review. If I have a great experience, I tell the maitre d', I tell the staff, I'm smiling on my way out. I've usually got a big buzz. And I leave and I go home. I don't think anything of it. When you have a bad review, when you have a bad experience, that's when I write a review. Do you know who writes great reviews about restaurants? The family members and their friends. Typically. I'm not saying You're that, right. I'm not a saying, lot of these are the employees and family. I'm not saying that mm. it doesn't happen where you have a great experience and you go on Yelp <laughs> and you write it. But typically people go on there to bitch and moan about things. And it kind of is telling sometimes if you ever you can look on someone's Facebook page if they've if they've written up a bunch of bad Yelp reviews more than four they might be a negative person. Does Yelp have any value then? I don't see it. I don't really see it either because I'm looking at the list and yeah I do agree with some of the ones that they have on what, there. What jumps out at you that you're like okay that's good. I agree with Bukan. Uh-huh. You know, Bukan absolutely should be on there. I'm not familiar with a lot of the stuff in Lauderdale, Pompano, and South Miami. I just don't get down there as much. But I can definitely speak on Bukan. It deserves it. Uh, Aeoli is amazing. Definitely can speak on that. That's, They're great. Uh, yeah, it's in West Palm Beach, and that's at 71 of the top 100. Jaybird, you would slap yourself. Their grilled cheese is phenomenal. And that's awesome. But imagine if I'm just some psycho who had a bad experience that was mm. not even that big of a deal. You know what? That place has grilled cheese with rat tails in it. It's awful. It's rat grilled cheese. How, you know what I mean? I could go on Yelp and write the most horrific things, mm -hmm. and some people are going to believe that. That's why I don't really trust it anymore. Yeah. And they've got this list, and then you've got a place like Bukan next to a place like Dune Dog. Okay, those aren't even in the same stratosphere, much less should be on the same list of restaurants. Like, hey. they're so polar opposite different. Like, Well, they're just ranking based on positive reviews, so they don't categorize them as far as fine dining or whatever. And Dune Dog, you're right. They're different caliber places. This is just based on the amount of positive reviews that they've received and how they rank them out. And I think that's an important thing to state it because is. that changes the entire game, in yeah. my opinion. And well, look, that's it. Yeah. a lot of times, the, the, the higher the plate cost, the richer the person that goes there to eat. You think rich people are going on Yelp and spending their time writing reviews? No. They're busy. They're making money. They're doing important things. They realize things like Yelp don't really matter yeah, that much. They're inviting you to dinner parties and then they, they release you out into the woods and then they hunt you. <laughs>
That's what really rich people do. Like in Squid Game. Exactly. <laughs> For Palm Beach County, they had the Bucana 52, like you said. Dune Dog was 79. That's in Jupiter. Leftovers Cafe is number 90. It's that's also in Jupiter. Great group. They do wonderful restaurants. Little Moise group. Everything they do is great. By the uh, way, Dune Dog has been around for forever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Since I was a little kid. It's, it's a staple. Around. If you're it in that area, you know Dune Dog. It's yeah. definitely uh-huh. a staple. It's an experience. Yeah. Kids love Dune Dog. My kids flip out for it. They've got Dada and Delray Beach at 97. Just cracked into the top 100 of the best places to eat in Florida, according to Yahoo. And they would probably have what? Uh, lobster legs? What do they got over there? Dada. Dada is cute. It's in a house. It's eclectic. Mm-hmm. It's it's more eclectic than it is overly fancy. Okay. It's adorable. You would yeah. like it. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's cute. Yeah. A lot of the places were in Broward, uh, including at uh, number three. They had Prosecco 22, Ristorante Italiano in Pembroke Pines. North South Grill, also in Pembroke, number five. Gilbert 17th Street Grill in Fort Lauderdale was six on the list. The Rabbit Hole in Pompano was 19. They had also Broad Shoulder Sandwiches in Fort Lauderdale at 41. So that's kind of broke down. I think 22 of the places, pretty much it was really a Broward, Palm Beach heavy list. I know Miami was number one overall, but they say that's where most of the restaurants had, if you even believe Yelp at all. Yelp. I don't know. She, it's like dating a crazy person. You just <laughs> One day she's going to be real nice, the other day she's going to stab you. Yeah. And they can totally wait the list with all of their friends and family going and leaving great reviews. It's like the whole thing, don't believe all the great things about you don't believe all the terrible somewhere in the middle so i don't know if yelp reviews influence you to go to a restaurant or not to go to a restaurant what about those little listings they do of restaurants that were shut down and why does that influence you to go or not to go to a restaurant because the mexican queen i almost went to a restaurant on friday that i didn't realize until i read the review was shut down that very day for things. Oh. I'll let you know why. <laughs> KVJ. Talking about these Yelp reviews, they ranked out the top 100 restaurants in Florida. And the question is do you even trust Yelp when it comes to choosing a restaurant? One text that we got says, I am a venue and they charge for placement. Do not trust them. Yeah, yep. there you go. There yeah. you go. That may not be it. And one person said, When I read reviews of a place, I only read the negative ones to see what's wrong with it. And I'm wondering, yeah, what would influence you more about going to a restaurant? Somebody saying that, oh, it's amazing, you're going to love it. Or a report of how it's nasty. They both hold weight. Which is more influential, a positive review or a negative review? So if my boy said, Bird, you got to try this pizza place, it's amazing, you're not going to believe it. If that same friend said, I went to this pizza place, it's amazing, but they had a rat crawl over my pizza. Right. Uh, I don't think I'm going to that place. I, th- I think the negative is a lot more powerful. It is. It and, is. And, and they do something um, where in the Sun Sentinel, they will post up uh, the reviews of the week. And somebody texted in and said, yeah, you can actually go to data.floridatoday.com and you can see any inspection reports for any area in Florida. And they update it every single day. Reviews of oh, the week. That's good. Let me tell you, I got a fun little game here called Would You Still Eat Here? Because I am kind of faced with this right now because <laughs> uh, my wife and I, the queen and I, we love going to bars and restaurants. It's one of the things that we do, popping in for cocktails and appetizers. And we were at a crossroads. 
To the left was one place that we love going to all the time. To the right was a newer place that we really hadn't checked out yet. We almost went left to the old reliable. We said, nah, let's be adventurous and go to the right. Okay. The place to the left, I didn't realize until I saw in the paper, was shut down that very day for some issues. So you almost walked into the scene of the crime. We almost walked into that place that just had been shut down. And it, it was earlier in the day, so it probably was before they got shut down. You don't have to say the name if you don't want to, but is it a place that me and Virginia would ever go to? Yes. What were the issues? Because that really does make a difference to me. Uh, This would be like a blind item. You know how they do that where you get the description of what it is without me saying what exactly it is. All right. This is pretty much the write-up that uh, happened in the Sun Sentinel. This Mexican restaurant was given 22 violations 10 of them high priority when in okay now what a lot <laughs> when inspectors found 50 live roaches <gasps> including three live flies crawling around the kitchen sink oh my gosh an employee was seen wiping their nose then handling clean utensils without changing gloves or washing hands I would be like, dude, to the employee, what are you doing picking at your schnoz and then handling utensils? It's not fajitas. That's not cool. <laughs> they found live roaches. An employee, quote, put on gloves, picked up food off the floor using glove hand, threw away food, wiped hand on apron, and continued portioning tortilla chips without washing hands or changing the gloves once. Now, for the record, the restaurant was ordered shut on Friday, but then it opened up the same day. So they you just, they give you a chance to correct it and be like, hey, you got to clean that up and, and do that. So would that, would that affect you? Would you still eat here after I after what I just read to you, Virginia? I'm good. You're, you would not eat there anymore? I would not. I would not eat there either. I'm going to, I wrote down the place, I'm not going to put on camera, is this the place? The Am I, am I wrong? No, you're wrong. Okay, good. Thank, it's not it. Thank goodness. <laughs> it's not it. Thank goodness it's not that place. Yeah. It oh. is it is a big name but I'm not going to not going to say. Wow. Because and 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 look, I th- this is where I am. I'm still debating this internally. I'm trying to figure out what is the most disturbing. What the employees did with putting the gloves on or wiping their nose and then handling utensils without changing their gloves or washing hands. I, I mean, is that is that that big? Is it the, is it the fifty live roaches, That's, including three live flies? Is that it? It's it's the it's the live roaches and how many they were. And I get it. Look, it's it's Florida. You're you're gonna get roaches, but when you have that many, it, is it, is it the number twenty two violations, including ten high priority? Yeah, all of it. Everything. It's it's the whole Sunday. And now I know this information. So now I have this in my brain. My brain won't let me go, (laughs) even if. I could go to some other place, and I don't know that they have the same violations. Ignorance is bliss, Kevin. And I can't read the comments because some people are, are thinking it's the place I thought it was, and I, now they're getting that taint, and I don't want them to get that taint either. Yeah, I don't. They, I they don't, don't deserve yeah, no, it. No, 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 it's, it's not. Yeah, I, I don't want you. And we didn't say any names. Yeah, we didn't say any names, no names at all. I, like I said, you can go and... I gave it away. You could read it in the sunset. Okay, you're right. Yeah, so if, if you need to know, you can go there and you can deal with them. But it is a fun game. It is, but it's also <laughs> terrible. Okay, would you still eat here? I got one more for you. In the same report, this is a Chinese restaurant. 
Would you still eat here? If you love, imagine, you, Virginia, you love this Chinese restaurant. And I do. I get down with Asian food. Mm-hmm. It's some of the best hangover food on the market. Denny, yeah. It's Denny's favorite. He loves it. Me loves too. It. Okay. So if you read this, would you still eat at your very favorite Chinese restaurant? It had 21 violations, three high priority, including 12 or more rodent droppings found on top of dish machine with meat being sliced in this area, on sink directly above chopped raw beef, and on prep table by tea machine in the kitchen. Oh, you got rodent poo? (laughs) I can't. The, this is making me. Oh, this is bumming me out. Rodent poo. Oh, this is what's going on in your favorite restaurants, know, man. I'm I telling know. you. It's bumming me out. I'm telling you. There's some big names on this. Thank goodness for these inspectors. The inspector spotted an employee's personal beverage container on a food prep table near clean equipment and utensils, and an employee with no hair restraint engaging in food prep at the cook line. Now, does that bother no. you? Your personal beverage container and no. not having a hairnet on? No. no. It, was, it was, I don't know, it was, that whole rat thing. It was you were the road droppings. And, and again, it's the number. It's 21 violations. I'm sure they could probably find a violation about anything. And I read a few that you didn't balk at. Three high priority. Now, the Chinese restaurant had 21 violations, three high priority. The Mexican place had 22 violations, 10 high priority. I honestly would just like to kind of go to a place that has no, not that many violations. <laughs> and and I, I'm wondering, if, if you own a restaurant, would you just not say, look, we all have small violations going on? Because it depends upon the inspector you get. Just things happen. But sure. you're, you're, is there a threshold number to, to know? Is there something you need to look for to say, okay, if I see that... In a food review, I'm never going there again, and you shouldn't. I, I mean, I, I went to an Asian-infused kind of place one time and had a maggot crawling on my plate. Blech. And you know what? I still go back. So <laughs> I guess I guess my question is, for all, all of this stuff, the rodents and the rats was the worst for me. My question to the restaurant community is... So does is, that rank... So the Chinese place comes off worse than the Mexican place I read? Yeah, the rats. But, but here's my question okay. to the, all the restaurant owners out there. Does every restaurant have to deal with rats and, and roaches. I think so. I mean, it's it's Florida. And so, look, you've got roaches all over the place. you got to deal with rats. We do have a lot of that going on. You've got employees that it's hard to get them to be like, come on, man, do it right. It, it's not that—I get how rats and roaches want to get to your restaurant because they're, they're always going to want to get in. That I get. Do they yeah. Uber or do they Lyft? It's all about it's all about getting in. And I think it's at, at your point as a restaurant, you guys mm-hmm. have to f- keep them out. And if you're not keeping them out, that's on you. And is it true what Remy's saying, that you can tell how clean a restaurant is by going to the bathroom, never eat in a restaurant that has a dirty bathroom? Is, is, is that fact or fiction? Remy is spot on. Now, is that the, is that the end all overall? No, but I'll tell you what. It, it's it's a big sign. That's the front of the house. Everyone can see. Everyone uses the bathroom. If that is disgusting and you're taking zero pride in that, yeah. What are you doing where no one can see you? I I just wonder if this is something that all restaurants deal with. And hey, I mean, it's just part of eating out. Mark said in New York City, Tavern on the Green there in Central Park uh, one time was infested, but still the rich and famous, uh, you know, still go there. You know, do you do you do you balk at that and say, eh, even your fine dining places are going to have these kind of violations? People are checking out that list, and people are getting real bummed out. They're checking people people that listen to our program are checking it out, and they're Just they're, they're bummed out. Remember, ignorance is bliss. 
and right. you get too much information in your head, it could mess with you and you might not be better on the other side. And that's why I ask, if, does every restaurant, if you have three rats and tw- 12 roaches on the reg every day, is that just restaurants being restaurants or you're gross? Mm-hmm. What is it? Yeah. Uh, somebody said Florida isn't the only place that has rats and roaches. You guys sound ridiculous. I know that, but we yeah, do we typically that. have roaches <laughs> at a higher rate than most places. I lived other states, and I didn't have to have a bug guy coming to my place once a month. Look, we get that there's mm-hmm. rats and roaches out there. We just don't want them serving our food. Yeah, I'm from New Orleans. I know there's rats and roaches other places. Yeah. <laughs> of course. We're just, we're just saying, try to keep them out. We're you just saying. It shouldn't be that visible. Florida got rats and roaches. Yeah. Somebody else who works pest control said, all Chinese restaurants are disgusting. They don't clean the grease, making it impossible to prevent pests. Oh? I, that's only that's, a a, that's such a. I know you're right. Oh, there's. So you're telling me there's not one Chinese restaurant doing it right. I find that hard to believe. Yeah, somebody had said so far this year there's 83 restaurants that have been closed in Florida for violations. So you know it, it happens a good bit. Is that just part of any restaurant that, hey, your day will come where a health inspector will shut you down at least for a while, to take care of the problems. I don't know if I'm being ridiculous that there's rat turds on the stove area where you're cooking crap. There was rat turds by where they were chopping beef. For the meat station? <laughs> we, we, I get that there's rats, y'all. Please. But by the meat station? Keep the rat turds away from my beef. <laughs> Call me yeah. old-fashioned. I don't <laughs> like rat poo with my steak. <laughs> Uh, somebody said, yeah, I uh, would eat at the place after the violation because now the restaurant's got to try even harder to stay clean. So they'll be on, you know. They're on their best behavior. Yeah, but right. They're like the kid that got the bad report card and then had to turn it around before getting kicked out of school. Or they're like the uncle struggling to quit drugs and alcohol. Yeah. That keeps falling off the wagon. And, and the point, too, is a lot of times they will shut the restaurant to clean and then they can open back up. So uh, that's what basically a failed inspection will be is, hey, you guys got to take care of this now. And what do they do? Do they tell everybody in the restaurant you've got to get out for them to clean it? Or do they just have to clean it with the inspector right there and then when it all looks good? I don't know. I, yeah, I'm wondering how this all works. But I was, as I was reading that yesterday, I was like, gosh, how do I feel about this? Will I go back to this Mexican place? Will I go back to this Chinese place? Does the inspector stand there and watch them clean up the poo and the roaches? It's a fascinating question that, hey, how much of us eat out and how frequently and do we ever really think or discuss this stuff? Nah, not a lot. But maybe we should. Got a comment? 877-979-WRMF. My KVJ Show. I love to hear this. Somebody just texted in. They said, oh, shout out to the FAU men's basketball team. I just watched the buses go by on Spanish River Boulevard on their way to Houston. All the cars were honking at them. Aw, that's beautiful. Yeah. Sending off them fighting owls. Aww. They uh, take off at 11 a.m. out of PBIA, headed for Houston. And then on Saturday night, we'll get to watch them. And I saw the places, too. There's a gazillion different watch parties that are going to be happening all over South Florida for FAU and obviously the Miami Hurricanes as well. Just amazing that we got uh, both of those teams. And they say the merch 
for uh, the Canes and FAU is just absolutely going crazy. I mean, what a, what a special time this is in South Florida to have two teams in the Final Four. It's big. It really is. It is real and, big. And then Nova won their the national championship. Yeah, that's, unreal. That's amazing. I yeah, know it's they Division did. Division two, two, but yeah, but still, it's just unreal. What I, there's never been a better basketball season for college, at least in South Florida. And what wins a hurricane or an owl? I'm taking my. I'm betting on the owl. Yeah. And how, I, how when the owl flies into the heart of a hurricane, you think it'll be all right? I'm betting on the owl. Hoot, hoot. Well, hoot, you're hoot. an alumnus. That's right. You better pull for them owls. Hoot, hoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got our own tournament of towns in our own Final Four. We start with 64 South Florida cities. Now we just got the four. We got the five seed Palm Beach Gardens going up against the 11 seed Hutchinson Island, which has been the big shocker of the whole thing to me. And it's beating Gardens by two votes. What? Gardens ain't scared. You yeah. think we're scared? Okay. You better uh, vote, Gardens. Hutchinson Island, what? Exactly. Uh, and then you got uh, Key West, the nine seed, losing to the 15 seed Isla Mirada. So, yeah, between Hutchinson Island and Isla Mirada, I'm stunned. Wow. By where the voting is gone. I mean, your Miami's out, Fort Lauderdale's out, West Palm's out, Boca is out Delray's out just boom they park gone yeah I know right who would have thought they would have gotten bounced in the first round that was kind of uh, that Tequesta makes it eh, that talk about some weird <laughs> rigging <laughs> feel like maybe that was uh, some home cooking in that the witch got in there she got to somebody well yeah. maybe you should have voted over there mm-hmm. okay well coming up we got uh, some nice perspective for you Jaybird is going to hit you up his thought for the day is next on the KVJ show it's KVJ. That song is number one again. It's eighth week at number one on the Hot 100. Big ol' hit for uh, Miley Cyrus. Told you it wasn't done. All right, we're not done either. We still got an after the show coming up. Going to be live on YouTube and Twitch. You can go to either platform and watch it live in just about 10 to 15 minutes. Or you can also get it on demand anytime you want or pick it up wherever you get your podcast bird. Before we do that, wrap it all up with your thought for the day. Talked a lot about appreciation today, which was nice. I did? Let's get focused. If someone doesn't appreciate your presence, perhaps make them appreciate your absence? Oh. Okay. The KVJ Show on 97.9 WRMF.